You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. It's a Friday as well as it being the 13th, and so let's hope we're not unlucky. The good news is that it means it's time for another Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast. This is episode 7 of series 2 on the 13th September 2019, and something a little bit different this week. I can actually see my co-host come in, Rappo. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Afternoon, Deeks. Bit weird, mate, isn't it? Yeah. I <laughs> Sitting get, across the table. I either. get to see you as well as yeah. listen to you. Oh, Sorry about God. that, mate. No, no, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to cope with this. Yeah, we're doing it a bit different. I'm in the house of Rappo this afternoon. Um, before I go to uh, St. Blasey this evening for a county youth trial meet-up. So, um, well... What do you want to say? Do you want to say anything, or should we just get stuck um, into the? No, should we get? Oh, one one little thing, mate. If I could give the lads a mention, mate. Um, Aggie Vets, Dave. I, I played last week. Um, did me night shift, mate. Finished at nine. Had an hours kip and come on at half time, mate. But but um, that's irrelevant, really, mate. I would just like to mention. Well, what do you say then? <laughs> I don't know. Really, yeah, I can really have a go at you now. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, I just after a bit of sympathy, mate. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I had an hour's kit. Come on, after. No, um, yeah, no. Um, we we play this um, Alstead Vets Day from Essex every year. It's like an annual friendly that we play that Kimo sort of organises, and uh, we do it for charity every year, mate. And it was a lovely sunny day, mate. Um, Aggie won 3-2, mate, but um, more importantly, uh, raised almost 400 quid, mate, for the Merlin MS appeal, yeah. mate. Good. Um, yeah, not bad for a little Sunday morning Vets game, mate. Um, How much did you but, put in? But uh, I think about a tenner, I think. Mate. Yeah, about a tenner, mate. <laughs> there was a tear or two, but I thought it's very good. Co- nah, no, nah, great calls, mate, innit? But, um, but thanks, as always, mate, to Mandy and Kimo for their... Endless hard work, and I mean they've raised thousands for charities over the years, Dave, as you know. So, so yeah, another four hundred quid raised, mate, and and another two goals for me, mate, which oh, don't count on me. Get that in two goals <laughs> for my new mate, Mister Sitter. Before that, Dave, to be fair, but. did uh, was Kimo actually smiling whilst it was all? He going was on smiling, mate. Yeah, yes. he said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He said to say hello, actually, mate. He did say to say it, yeah. Oh, no. And actually, if he's listening to this, he never got in, back in touch with me about the goalkeeping um, um, subject that he was on about a few months ago. So, rap, uh, so rapid. Yeah. Chemo, goalkeeping course. Or oh, right, mate. Whatever. Yeah, I'll mention Let it. me know. Yeah, Let me know. I'll mention it to him, mate. But, right. And, yeah. and whilst we're talking about charity, um, I had posted on my Cornish Soccer Facebook page uh, the following. It read as follows. £100 to a Cornish charity of your choice if Rappo could go a whole podcast without saying mate. <laughs> Hashtag love the show. Now, that's a big, big challenge, isn't it? Yeah, he knows he's on a safe bet, Dave, doesn't he? There's, there's no way I can do it, is there? I was just going to say that. I was just going to say Yeah, there's no... There's, perhaps, nah. perhaps we should just sort of, you know, yeah. feed you in gently by saying... Perhaps, yeah. you know, for five minutes, you don't, you know, you... I'd struggle to do that, Dave, <laughs> I? It's, I think it's my most used word in me vocabulary, mate, isn't it? Oh, but, you said it again. Yeah. Did I say, mate? Yeah, you did. I don't even know I'm saying it, oh, though. God. I don't even it's know I'm saying habit. it. Yeah. Right. Um, well, I love the fact that Gary took the time to write that message, <laughs> and especially the, the love the show comment. I'm not so keen about the mate no. bit, but um, yeah, love the show. That's what we uh, want to hear. Yeah. Last week uh, was another episode around 
at the moment the 300 mark for having been listened to so that's a good number and of course uh, as we say every week don't forget previous episodes are still available and if you should be listening for the very first time don't miss another one all you have to do is search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football on your favourite podcast platform your Cornish Soccer Podcast we're over 400 on some of the previous ones, yeah, so good though, isn't it? it's... can you stop clicking in? Yeah, yeah. I usually listen twice, actually, mate. I usually have a listen, um, you know, if I'm working, mate, and it, you, you're pretty good, mate. You stick it on at midnight, don't you, on the Thursday night. So is there, right there on the Friday day. So yeah. well done for that, mate. I usually have a listen then and then a, a quick listen. I thought you said it's normally busy at work. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, it is actually. They, I'll, I'll, sometimes I, I'll put it on at midnight and finish it about five o'clock. <laughs> it takes me five hours to listen to about an hour. But right, okay. So yeah, anyone got any comments? Um, you yeah, let us have them. Uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, and rappers having a holiday soon, so I might need to find a replacement for yes, a week. So right. if anyone wants to do their bit for Cornish yeah. soccer or Cornish football. Um, get in touch. I bet he'll say mate less than me. <laughs> so Perhaps that's when we ought to have the yeah. hundred pound bet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So time for some interviews, and as usual, it's to True City first. I caught up with our regular contact at the club, Cam Weldon, after two cup wins back to back, and so he must be happy. Very happy, Dave. Um, couldn't ask so much better, really, from both performances. Um, Saturday was a very uh, against Wimbledon, 2-1 win. It was a very battling performance and, well, a game that pretty much had everything from penalty saves to disallowed goals to, well, a penalty in the 90th minute. Um, more good goals. It was a game that had pretty much everything. Um, again, for Truro's point of view, another pretty much identical goal to the what I described to you last week in the Farnborough game. Will Dean crossed in from a free kick and uh, James Ward headed in. Um, and then the second one, uh, obviously, yet and blimey, I don't know quite know what the goalkeeper's doing for Wimborne. <laughs> ball over the top, just lets it bounce over his head, and yet the, uh, as you described it, with the easiest tapping ever. But um, even yet, he nearly, nearly, uh, well, he nearly messed it up. He nearly put it in with his knee, but uh, he managed to get it in. That was the main thing. But um, would have been quite uh, embarrassing if he had have missed it. But um, no, it was a good finish from him and. And then obviously the hero on Saturday, James Hammond, was a fantastic penalty save in the 90th minute. Um, was it a penalty? It's questionable, if I'm honest with you, Dave, but um, the referee awarded it. And luckily for us, we've got Paul Wooden told me Saturday we've got the best goalkeeper in the league. So um, James Hammond pr- proved that on the made a fantastic save. So a good result on Saturday. And obviously last night... Um, a much easier performance, I'd say. Um, both teams made a lot of changes with Tiverton in the League Cup, and uh, I think we we were just we freeing it up inside 35 minutes, and it was just game over. Really, it was a pretty um, straightforward win. Um, I think the team would have been happy to manage to give players who perhaps hadn't have had uh, game, much game time all had 90 minutes. So um, it was good good night all round, and been a good few days in the cup. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Wimborne game, uh, I mean, Trail won two one. Did they deserve to win? Because um, it yeah, was nail biting stuff right to the end, wasn't it? As you just just described. Uh, I mean, if Wimborne had gone away with a draw, would it have been a fair outlook on the on the game, or did Trail actually almost throw it away? Um, 
I'd probably describe it as true and nearly throwing it away because I thought, I thought that we um, we had a number of chances, especially first half. We had we should have perhaps maybe doubled our lead, maybe even made it two or three or four. But um, Wimbledon were a crap all game. Like they were, they weren't really um, they weren't pressing us, but they were just waiting to catch us on the break and. Um, they were happy to sit there and let us attack them, and then I said, just try and catch us. But that didn't really happen all too often. But um, they, don't get me wrong, they weren't a bad side, and they they would have been happy. It was almost nearly a smash and grab, uh, smash and grab job for them when they uh, obviously got the equaliser, and they're thinking, oh, we could get something here and push on. But um, yeah, it was one of those games that was just. And I think Paul wouldn't, so he wouldn't assess it to me when I spoke to him. So he was just literally saying, like, that. I think that sums it up, really. It was just a game where it was an ugly game of football. But um, luckily for Truro and, um, and Paul Wooten, we managed to get out on the uh, right side of it all. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the draw was made on Monday. And uh, and so it's, uh, as these things go, uh, it's a game against someone you played in the in, in, in the FA Cup last season, isn't it? Hereford. Yeah, another trip up to Edgar Street, which is a lovely stadium, and it's a good experience for us again because obviously Hereford are a very well supported team. Um, probably get about over, well over a thousand there on that one, so um, and it would be a different, so it would be a different environment for us. Another away trip, but um, it's, I said, it's just a good experience and not an easy draw by, by all means. There's a lot of easier draws than that, but. Uh, I said the FA Cup's about testing yourself and everyone likes a giant killing so you never know we can go there and we've got nothing to lose and see what we can do. Yeah, that's right. And Yetzi adds to his club goal-scoring tally. What's that now? D- did I see somewhere t- 230, is it? Or something like that? Two, 230 goals for Truro, yeah. So, um, well, well out on head, I believe. I can't... That's a goal record that Rappo would be proud of, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and at a much better standard than Rappo played at. So, um, it, <laughs> you know, every goal Yetzi scores must be worth about six of uh, Rappos. But uh, but we won't get into that. We won't get into that. No, um, not get into that. <laughs> and, and Tiverton on the, the midweek cup game, league cup game, um, Truro, as you mentioned, put a few different names in. How did da- Dan Stedman get on in goal? Um, yeah, um, Dan. Dan had a good night. It was, um, if I'm if I'm honest, he didn't really, he wasn't really tested too much. Well, when he was, he um, made some good saves really, and uh, he commanded his box well. There was nothing he could have done about the consolation goal. It was just a um, last few minutes of the game. It was just a looping header at the back post, and there was nothing he could have done about that. But um, overall, thought Dan had a good game, and uh, it's not just him obviously coming in for sort of. Um, Andreas Kalastain, I think I pronounced that well. Um, well he's the young Penzant, uh loney or dual sign player. He he came on at right back, so he he looked quite impressive when he came on, considering he's a centre mid. Um, and it was just players, obviously, we got signed on like Max Malkin and uh, and Die and players like Rio Garza. They all got ninety minutes last night. It was good to uh, just see see some more of them because they haven't really featured so far. So um, it's good for them and it's good for us as supporters and obviously for the management as well just to see what they're made of and see what they're all about by all accounts it sounds as if it is a fairly comfortable win against Tiverton which surprises me slightly because they're fifth in the league table they're, they're, they're no idiots themselves are they yeah no of course not they're a very good side but um, I think as I said both teams made a lot of changes um, Tiverton by, that was by far nowhere near their strongest side um, 
they people like River Allen, Jared Lewis, who we know, obviously from Kuro, they weren't, neither of them were involved. I think Jared was on the subs bench and never came on, but they only had three substitutes, which included their manager. So um, I didn't think they may have, may have been short for whatever reason, I'm not sure, but um, that was by far, I don't really read much into it because that wasn't the strongest Tiverton side you could possibly face. And as, as we know, it wasn't really the strongest Truro side. So, but. Um, I just thought we were the we were the better better side from start to finish. Really, um, could have been about five or six, but that's one of those things. Um, some positive performances all around. But young Gar side, I thought was very good as well. Um, was causing him a lot of problems. And and Dai Mulay and Dai, um, yeah, had a good game on the weekend. But he's um, obviously he's got the opportunity to start, and he um, took his goal when it came really well, and he's performed well. So good on him. Yeah, and the games come keep coming thick and fast. Uh, two more games coming up in a matter of a couple of days. Um, Saturday, Gosport Borough at home. And then on Tuesday, well, you go back to uh, Wimborne for a league game. So, um, or you go to Wimborne for a league game. Um, second in the table. Things are looking okay at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, is that, is that an really... understatement? Okay, should I say looking really good? Yeah, I think they are looking really good, Dave. Um, you look at the start we've had, and obviously it was a really, really good start to the season. Then we had that iffy bank holiday weekend, and people are thinking, oh, what's going to happen here? But then there was a fantastic... They bounced that perfectly, and I still think that could come back. You look at the end of the season, I think that Farnborough win could be like a changing point in our season, like just because obviously that was a big moment mm. already. And um, the fact we managed... Overhaul that and get the victory. I think was quite good. So um, yeah, it's a busy, busy couple of days. As you said, uh, Gosport coming down. We'll be happy because it's another home game, so we can. Um, there's no travelling involved. We've just got to welcome them down here and um, just continue doing what we've done the last few weeks and just try and grind out a result. That's not going to be easy. They're a good side, um, as what I've seen. Uh, they've got a very good budget as well. What, what I've gathered as well. So um, they're a good side and it's something that we've got. To, well, we've just got to be up for the top. And as I said to you last week, we haven't, I haven't seen a team this year that has been better than Truro. And I'm not just um, being honest with that. So I just, I don't, I'm still waiting for that team that has been better than us. So um, it'd be interesting to see whether either Gosport or Wimborne are. But um, I said two very difficult league fixtures coming up. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. There we are. That's uh, Cam in his trocity uh, slot. Um, I was going to say some local lads being used in a Tiverton match. That was good to see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was good to see, Dave, isn't it? Nice to see him get a chance at that. I know both teams had sort of weakened sides, didn't they, for that cup? But still nice to see him get a match at that level, mate, isn't it? The local mm-hmm. lads. Good news, mate. And I was going to say, mate, Wardy scored again, Dave, didn't he? That's, that's good news as well. Proving himself at that level. Yeah. Thought, I don't, he, thought he would. I don't know what sort of goal it was, whether it was um, foot or head. No, I'm going for a head, mate. I'm going for an header. But, um, but um, and Yetzi, mate, blast from the past, wasn't it? Scored a, scored a what, 230th yeah. goal for Choro, mate? At all levels, great achievement, mate, isn't it? No, Still. let's work, try and work this out. He scored 230. Um, yeah. He scored 230 at Western League. Yeah, you and said above six goals, level. mate, didn't you? <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, mate. What would the 
you know, equivalent. Yeah, what would the I reckon three, be? mate. You said six, didn't you, for every one of them. Yeah, that old South Western League, Dave, was not a bad old league, mate, to <laughs> get a goal in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's definitely a great achievement, though, mate, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. um, you know, that, like you say, mate, that, that sort of levels of football, so. Yeah. Oh, mate, on a side note, good to see Kiefer Moore made his Wales debut the other night. Oh, right. Did you see that? Oh, I missed in that. friendly, yeah. Missed yeah, he came that. on. Yeah. Who's in, the Welsh in connection? Don't know, really, mate. Kiefer. Oh, Kiefer, I yeah, suppose. there's got to be a granddad there somewhere, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, right. So, where is he playing these days? Club boys? He is at... Um, Rotherham? No. Barnsley. 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 Right. went to Dickens. Close. Yeah. Yeah, he went a few loans, mate, didn't he? Ipswich. He went... Signed for Ipswich, and he then went Rotherham. I think he's at Barnsley now, mate. Yeah, don't think yeah. he did much for Ipswich, did he? No, he didn't stay there that long, I don't think, mate, did he? But yeah. good to see you, Dave. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yep, Truro City doing well, and, um, well, they've got two more games in, what, the next four days or so, so uh, be a good test for them, I reckon. Yeah. Wimborne again, mate, isn't it? I don't really like playing a team, no. do you, that close again? Wimborne away, and it make Gosport home. Wimborne yeah, away, that's so. Right. so Gosport mid table. Mm. Wimborne a little bit lower, but home advantage. Take four Evening points, game. mate, with your managerial head on. Would you take yeah, four oh points? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Think I would. Mate. Win yeah. at home and a draw away. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Right then, back in the Southwest Peninsula League last Saturday, Newquay were so close yeah. to pulling off a great result against. Um, well, my Peninsula League champions tip Sodash yeah. United. I was a bit concerned at 3-0 down, but uh, I thought it was a good reason to talk to the Peppermints manager, Tony McKellar. Well, you nearly pulled off what so far surely would have been the shock of the season in the Peninsula West, didn't you, on Saturday? For <laughs> <laughs> uh, 65 minutes, yeah, I think we were clearly the better side. The, the problem we had, which... We kind of no one really sort of mentioned. We, we've got they got eight sort of what we call almost starters out the out the out the team at the moment injuries, and so we just didn't have the depth to see through the ninety minutes. Yeah, because you had a um, you had a problem uh, midweek down at Penzance, didn't you? I think you had to uh, use all your subs early on. <laughs> yeah, uh, first nineteen minutes, I think we made the free subs through injuries. <laughs> so, Aaron Dilly, hamstring, um, Scott Flanagan, groin, and uh, Jamie Week knee. So we made those three, and they just added to the, the the guys we've already got out. So, why are they all are they all injured, or is it working as well, or or what? <clears throat> well, um, there was. I think the majority, I think there's only one away, but yeah, we're just carrying a lot of injuries. All right. You, you're it's... pushing them too much in training, surely. I'd like to say I was. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know really. We, 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 you know, the physios looked at the guys. It's something that, that was, Jamie was the only one that was a long term. He's been out for two, two years, almost two seasons okay. where we were keeping on him. He's come back, he's trained, he's done friendlies and we thought he's okay. And funnily enough, at, at Penzance on Wednesday, it was his other knee. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't even his bad knee. Oh, um, I think Aaron Dilley's been fit all season. Hamstring goes. It's probably because I said to him he had to run further than 30 metres, which he doesn't often do in a game. <laughs> um, so that's that was him ruled out. Um, Scott had come back from a bit of a groin injury. 
He'd gone through, again, several physio sessions, some training. He said he felt good. First 15 minutes, it goes. Mm. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's joined the ever-growing injury list that we have. I mean, Oli Pennell looks like the long term. Um, he, he could be up to the season. You know, he's got a, a scan on his knee next week. Right. So, so one of the uh, the pressures and issues of being a manager, I guess. Um, but, but going back to Saturday, I mean, you must have thought, what's going on? 3-0 up. Can we hold on? Was it a case of you thinking that, or was it you were in control and and looking good? I think it was. Yeah, we we, we were looking good. I mean, we had we'd gone out with a certain game plan, which we were sort of forced into with the personnel that we had. We thought we we thought we could carry it off, um, but the problem was Phil Lowry then comes off um, within the first half with with an injury, um, and then we we've had to put I think it was Justin Miles came on we've had to have a resummer when it's against one of the better sides which Saltash are these little differences make make a big make a big difference I mean Justin's not not played back at this level for quite a long time so he's coming he's trying to adjust um, we've had to move personal around just took us it took away from holding the ball in the last third we, we weren't doing that as well and they probably got that first goal if we had waited 10 minutes I think we would have been okay. We would have seen out the game, but with 30 minutes to go, it, it just put a lot of pressure on us. I mean, the second goal I think was a was an own goal. Mm. Um, it's uh, frustrating. I mean, the lads are really frustrated because of the position that we found ourselves in. But then we've had to put the next sub was never played that level of football. He hasn't played for us really all season, so he's been chucked in um, because again of another another injury <laughs> to Rick, you know, to Carl Rickard. Um, and then we're really against it. So we just couldn't hold on an own goal. Would you say a blend of bad luck and, and, and salt ash pushing on and showing a bit of quality to be fair to him. What was it like in the change room afterwards? Was it, uh, I guess you must've been, or, or the group must've been disappointed really. Yeah. They, I mean, they were devastated um, to come in with what we'd say is a weaker side. We, you know, with, with so many missing, if if you'd been honest and said to us before the game, look, we'll get a point out of this against so Ash, haven't lost all season, we would have been happy. <laughs> but to find yourself three 0 up, um, we'd done all the hard work. But were we strong enough with the players then coming off to to last out the thing? No, we weren't. That's the honest truth. Mm. Um, you know, unfortunately, we we just got stretched too much. To say that though. We probably should have scored at the other end to win it for free. I mean, Jack Bray had two one-on-ones and a different day he puts them away. So for different reasons, we should have won it. But if anyone looked at free all, they'd still say that was a good result for us, yeah. especially with half the team out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's, what's the news on Carl Rickard? Because I, I, I saw initially that it sounded quite bad, but I, I don't think it's quite as bad as, as initially thought or what? <clears throat> um no, he's, he looks like he's done some mild ligament damage. Obviously, we were worried at first that it was a break. Then we thought it could have been serious, like a ACL or something, you know. Mm. But now they've looked at it, he, he seems a lot finer. But he'll still be, he'll still grow the, you know, he'll still go on the list mm. that he's growing. Um, and I think we just worked out for tomorrow night. We got 10 out. 
Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we're obviously talking on Monday. You've got a game Tuesday against Wen, uh, Wendron. Um, so how many players have you got signed on and how many of those are actually injured, <laughs> do you reckon? We had, I think we had 22 signed on and we've kept them numbers, which is which is good for us, you know, because we don't, to be honest, you know, regardless of rumours, we don't pay great money at all. And I think for us to retain those players it is frustrating they want to go and play at this level so they go off to go and they realise they're not within that 16 maybe but because of the injuries we've had a natural rotation we've kept them all <laughs> but um, the, I mean we, the, the 10 out like Aaron Dilley Scott Flanagan Phil Lowry Ollie Pennell Ollie Dart Callum McConey Jamie Wig, Jack Piper George Maris and now um, Carl Ricard there you go there's 10 out so the, the, the lads that we've got to come in are some of them not even played this season mm. so this is this is where we find ourselves but you you have to just get on with it mm. yeah and uh, the season as a whole though what are you eighth in the table you've you've won three out of the sums so uh, is that whereabouts you would have expected to be at this at this stage or not irrespective of, of all the problems you've had yeah i think we look at the games that we lost helston we we were well within that game uh, for a long period. Um, you know, we had a silly sending off, uh, his own fault. We we paid the price for that, really. Was there much between the two teams? No. Um, Bodmin, um, we look at that. We, we conceded seven. So if he conceded seven, they were just better than us on a day. We weren't good enough, so we'll, we'll take that. But the rest of them, I think we've, we've deserved the points and I think yeah we, we we've kind of said the top eight finish is what we're looking for you've you've beaten the likes of St Blasey Sticker Callington those are the t- games you know you would be looking you've got to win almost haven't you yeah really? Helson and Bodmin are ones that we thought we should have got to. I mean not many people go to Bodmin and score four goals no the fact that we had an absolute nightmare at the other end <laughs> probably didn't help um i wasn't there so i think i didn't get to see that thankfully um but uh helston again i tell you, no one would have argued if that game had, had been a point each because the the guys for the worldie i think in the 65th minute until that point a lot of people would have arguably said we were the better side um they've got a lot more on there shoulders this year for various reasons to, to produce something we haven't so we you know we're just going about our business and doing what we can if we get a top eight i think that's roughly that where we think we'll let you know we could be anything else above that we 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 will be exceeding what we thought but are we uh, can we do that of course we can yeah and no game this saturday and uh, I, I guess you're quite happy about that to be honest <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're disappointed because we should have been um, in the second round of the FA Vars. That's true. But again, we made mistakes. We didn't finish and we conceded two soft goals at Clumpton. So it was a shame. We were hoping to progress a little bit in that. Um, but it does mean it's come at a good time for us because hopefully that means we can get bodies back for, I think it's next Tuesday. I think we've got Camelford. Yeah. And obviously Newquay involved in the tourist industry, etc. I, I guess pre early season and, and late seasons is always a little bit tricky anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's I mean I've been involved with both obviously Goodolphin and Newquay and it's and it's always an effect through people working it's more shift workers here. Mm. So it's always tricky at both ends of the season to do that. That's something we 
the simple thing is you look at St. Ostels, your Bodmins, and, and the teams that notoriously end up near the top, and even same with Salt Ash, play the same 10 or 11 players every week. You know, they're there. They're, they're very consistent. And we just can't do that. We thought this season we'd do that. But now looking at the amount of people that we've got out, well, that's, that's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> oh, well, keep smiling, uh, Tony. And uh, it'll, it'll come around uh, that you can... Well, it, it'll actually be a novelty when you've got a full squad to choose from. Then you've got your problems. Yeah, well, that's what we thought originally. Um, <laughs> that was going to be the problem. But at the moment, we might as well move the pitch near Nuclear Hospital. Um, <laughs> it would be a lot easier. Okay. So, yeah, we, we battle on. Yeah, OK. Well, thanks for that, Tony. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, all the best for the rest of the season. We'll be in touch. No worries, Dave. Thank you. Your Cornish So that was a great result, wasn't it, Rapid? Three all with Saltash. Brilliant, Dave. You know, I, st- I mean, I like Macca, mate. He's he's a he's a real sort of laid back type of guy, mate. And he, I, I like his management style, mate. He's he's honest as the day is long, mate. And he's he's a realist as well. You know, I had a, quite a few conversations with with Macca, mate, when Jack was at Newquay, and really like his managerial style, mate. Um, yeah, I, well, I've got to be honest, Dave. I don't think any team this season will be three 0 up against Salt Ash, mate, in a game, will they? I th- I think they'll probably be the only time this season that any team's gone three 0 up against Salt Ash, mate, won't it? So yeah, we we uh, hear we actually hear later from Matty Cusack, the Salt Ash manager. So we'll hear his uh, yeah. his side of the story. But yeah, I mean, Maka, he didn't well with all the injuries and the problems he's got putting a team out. Well, here's the ironic thing, isn't it? I mean, he got a great result yeah. against Salt Ash. We're talking yeah. on the Thursday afternoon. Tuesday, they go and lose at yeah. home to Wendron. No, nothing against Wendron, but, you know, yeah. where's the sense? They, they draw with the potential know. champions and then yeah. lose to the mid-table side. So. Crazy, isn't it? He did say he had 10 out, mate, didn't he? I suppose out of his squad of 23 or whatever. So I suppose there's a fair old, you know, it's half your squad out, mate, isn't it? But yeah. fair play to Wendron, though, to go to Nuki and get... I mean, it's, it's good, mate, because, you know, everyone, like we mentioned over the weeks, everyone's going to be going on about these big margins of score lines and stuff, Dave, aren't they? But, but a result like that sort of, you know, sort of throws it in people's faces a bit, really, doesn't it? The, the doubters, mate, doesn't it, yeah. really? You know, Wendron going to Nuki and winning 2 uh, So I think it's football, isn't it? Can yeah. it? I mean, if we were able to predict what's going to yeah. happen, well... Uh, I we wouldn't be on minus 13 quid, mate. <laughs> right. So uh, that very nicely brings us around to... Uh, uh, it's a bit early in the episode this week, but it's time for your bet of the week. Yeah. Now, now like, we've got to be honest to the listeners, Rappo. What happened last week with the Romania-Spain match? Yeah, I owe you an apology there, Dave, because it was actually on the Thursday night, wasn't it? Well, it before was, the programme's yeah, gone the, Yeah, before even. So anyone who went to bet on that, it's actually, David, it, it's Ladbrook's fault, actually, because all the all the Euro qualifiers, mate, they chucked into one like section. They didn't put that, you know, because like William Mill, they, they go daily, you know, so you know if it's a Saturday or a Sunday game and all. But Ladbrook's, mate, they just just for all the qualifiers into one big list. So I obviously thought it was a weekend game, Dave, not a Thursday night. And um, yeah, I chucked Spain in. So I apologise to anyone who, 
who did look at the Well, I've had loads of people get in touch with me. They've lost lots of money because of you. (laughs) Spain won, mate. (laughs) How did we do with the others? Oh, Dave. Dave. Oh, no. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say, mate, don't you? Three right, one wrong, mate. It's weird, actually, Dave, because Spain won 2-1, mate. MK Dons beat Wimbledon 2-1. And New York won their game 2-1 as well. So we had three 2-1 wins. And then... What I feared, mate, what I said as well last week, they could kick myself really, but that Scottish Challenge Cup thing, uh, mate, you know, that it's not really that important to the teams, obviously, because Dundee United virtually chucked their reserve team in against Arbroath and they drew nil-nil and lost on penalties, mate. So, uh, <laughs> But still, mate, I looked at the stats of the game. I thought, I wonder what sort of side they did put out and what my fears were. Uh, but... Um, Dundee United, mate, they had 12 shots in the game. Our both had none on target. And they and they drew nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> it just sums up my luck, really. And then our both won 4-3 on penalties. So, okay. so, yeah, so we got three out of four again. Dave, All right, so. well, before we start with this week's uh, tip, yeah. um, remember, bet safe. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Yeah. <laughs> so we are... Seriously, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say seriously no, in debt. No. I'm sure we can manage uh, yeah. where we are. But what are we? Eight quid or something? Yeah, it in? was last week. They were, with now we're minus thirteen. Oof, right, Dave. With this right, week, well, with oh, this week, yeah. All right, okay. With this week's. Well, five, come right? on then. Let's get us some winners. <clears throat> I know, Dave. Over to you. Yeah, it true is, mate. Is there's <laughs> there's some strange results after the international. Uh, weeks like mate so you get some strange old results mate after the excuses coming in here yeah so I get my excuses in early but (laughs) but I've gone for five as well Dave five yeah it's for 53 quid though so I thought minus 13 in the pot if we could get that pot's 40 quid yeah so but uh, here we go Dave there's four on a Saturday and one on the Sunday mate so Saturday mate I've got Aberdeen at home to St Johnston mate they're four to seven, which I thought was decent, really, mate. Aberdeen at home, usually. Um, Saturday, mate, Barcelona at home to Valencia. Yeah, they're one to two. Valencia oh, dude, just... They've probably got a good home record, haven't they? Exactly, Barcelona? mate. You'd expect them to win at the new camp. <laughs> I mean, surely, mate, surely. I'm not going to say as a banker. You'd expect but, them to win it. But, That's yeah. what you always say. I know, right? mate. Okay. But, but the, uh, neither of them started that well, actually, Dave, because they, they both got four points from the first three games. So, to be fair, neither... Because Messi and Suarez have been out as well, so... I think Messi might be back this week, hopefully. But but Valencia just sacked their manager, mate, Marcelino. Oh, right. Yeah, so... Oh, so, uh, that could be bad news. Well, yeah, do the players <laughs> impress a new bloke? Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never know with that type no, of thing, Dave, right. do you? But, <coughs> excuse me. And um, Dortmund, mate, they're 8 to 10, which I thought was virtually good price, mate. You know, virtually double your money. They're home to Leverkusen. But but they're you know they're a decent side Leverkusen day so it's fifth v fourth actually as it stands mate in the Bundesliga but I just fancy Dortmund at home mate with that um, eighty three thousand crowd they get mate every week what they call it the yellow wall mate isn't it mm-hmm. thirty thousand there behind the goal so okay yeah so, that's so, so there's one more mate oh, one more, yeah I've gone for yeah. five Dave I've, got, I've also gone PSV Eindhoven. One to two at home against Vitesse, but uh, which is third versus top actually, mate. Vitesse are going quite well, mate. But <laughs> I don't think it will last. Dave PSV at home, 
in the old Phillips Stadium, mate, or Stadion. So, um, but PSV are a point behind Vitesse, mate, with a game in hand. So they'll leapfrog them, you know, into top spot if they win. So there's a bit of um, incentive for them, you know, to win that one. So, so I've gone for that. And one game on Sunday, Dave, I've gone for Roma at home, seven to ten, which I thought was a good price against Sassuolo, mate. So gets who? Sassuolo. <laughs> Sassuolo, yeah. S A double S U O. Hello, mm. mate. Sassuolo. They've been in the Serie A about They're three seasons. No, they've been in about three seasons now, Dave. But, mm. but yeah, they, they've sort of stayed up every year. So, But I like to think Roma, you know, in the old Olympic Stadium, mm. mate, on a Sunday afternoon. I think it's the live game over there, you know, the big game. So they're 7-10 to 10 to win that one. And what um, is there a common link there with all your tips? The winners, they've all won European trophies? Oh, have they, mate? I saw that Aberdeen, yeah, Barca, Dortmund, yeah, yeah, they have, mate, haven't they? I would have thought so. Yeah, right. I thought you can say there is all at home, mate, all five <laughs> homes, but yeah, they have, mate, haven't they? All a bit of success in Europe, that lot. So what are we going? So well, it's spot. Aberdeen, Barcelona, yeah. Borussia Dortmund, PSV Eindhoven, yeah. and Roma. Roma on the Sunday, AS mate, Roma, yeah. isn't it? It is, is mate. Yeah, AS yeah. Roma, mate. Roma, yeah. Right. SS Lazio. And uh, yes, yeah. And all, all Saturday apart from the Roma one. That's it, Dave. Yeah. Five. No, no Thursday evening games. No, mate. Not this week, mate. I've, I've gone back to William Hill, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trusting Labrick again, mate. After that. Yeah, that's a fiver for. I actually, 50, don't trust so. any. Don't trust that. No, no, you can't trust them, mate. Can you? No. But yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so. Just tell us how much do we win? Yeah, fiver for fifty-three, Dave. That right. is. So it's a decent bet if it comes Sounds off. Sounds good. Mate. Sounds good. Unless it loses, <laughs> it's a decent bet. Okay. Thanks, mate. Well, thanks for that. Um, there's also a good win for one of our two Cornish clubs in the East Division of the Peninsula last Saturday. A good reason, I thought, to get Tor Points assistant manager Gary Williams back on the Friday fix. Well, a big win at Holes with you last Saturday, Gary. 8-0. <laughs> yeah, quite pleasing. Uh, probably the first time this season we've really played well for a kind of sustained period throughout the game and hit the levels that we kind of know we're capable of, really. Yeah, it's been a sort of a funny up-and-down start for the team, really, hasn't it, uh, in the league? It has. We've, we've lost a couple, which, although we haven't played well, we've probably count ourselves a little bit unlucky to have lost both those games um, but we haven't really performed yet um, we've shown like glimpses and it wasn't until Saturday that we kind of put it together yeah and your first clean sheet yeah that was a pleasing thing we've been scoring goals we've created a lot of chances but we've conceded far too many and you know you're not gonna you're gonna win football matches if you can see goals like that yeah. and uh, did I see that you actually got on as well or not I did get a, a brief 10 minutes at the end, Dave. Um, we try not to take too many players from the second team if we don't need to on a Saturday, particularly with all four teams playing. So we had three subs. I was one of the three. And uh, we had played a little bit of an injury towards the end. And we didn't take any risks. So 8 0, yeah, we chucked myself on. Ah, uh, right. So you didn't, didn't affect the scoreline then? Well, it's clean sheet when I come on, Dave. That's the main thing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, what, what was it? At your favourite left back sort of position or not? It wasn't actually. It was rolling back the years and left wing. Left wing, blimey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, how did you feel Sunday morning? I mean, do you play sort of any other football anymore or not? 
Uh, I've not been playing too much recently. Um, I'm just trying to keep myself fit. And I said to Dean, if, if you know, if you need me to sit on the bench and I, I can come on and do a job for the last part of the game. You're, you're not actually that old anyway, are you? 38 now, Dave. So 38. You'd be oh. the you you'd be the judge of that. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on then. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a home FA Vaz tie for you on Saturday. Paulie said. Western League first division opposition, so um, you got to go into it well, expecting a win. Am I right? Am I a bit, you know, hard in saying that or not? I think if you looked at it on paper and went to Western League Division One side, you'd certainly be be confident. But you only have to look at the competition. They've beaten Odd down in the last round, who are in the Premier. So it's obviously going to be a tough game. They're going quite well in their league. So yeah, it should be a should be a good one. And as far as your squad goes, well, let's firstly ask, have you had a, a fairly regular squad every every game or has it been like a lot of other teams, sort of players unavailable and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, that's probably been... That might have contributed to the form, really. We've we've had a few injuries and suspensions and unavailabilities you kind of do this time of the season. But um, it was pleasing, sadly, to have Danny Zalek back in. He's made his first appearance of the season from the bench but replace Lee Hawkins, who's now going to be out for a few weeks with an injury. Mm. So it's kind of like, we've get one back, but then we lost another. Right. Uh, and Danny's available for Saturday, is he? Yeah, I think so. It's obviously depends on how we get on midweek, how he comes through that one. Yeah. And of course, it's a home draw, but at, at this level of football, d- does it make a lot of difference whether you're home or away? Um, I think if you speak to the lads, they'd probably prefer an away one because <laughs> they do enjoy the bus trip and a bit of a day out. But yeah, for us in a club, home tie, you know, it, it gives a little bit of an advantage and, you know, hopefully we'll get a few supporters there and, and give a good account of ourselves. OK, well, um, uh, and will you be putting your boots on again or, or not expected for that one? I uh, wouldn't have thought I'd be required for Saturday, but I'll, I'll have them just in case. Just make sure you're signed on for the competition. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Gary. All the best for the uh, for the Vaz game. The Vaz is it's it's still a special competition, isn't it? For for all our Cornish clubs. It is, and you know, you look at the the, the clubs that have done well in recent years. You know, ourselves getting to the quarterfinals a few years ago, and Sunhorse also getting to the semis. Mm. You know, it's the longer you can go in the competition, and you know, it's a bit of money for the club as well, which is you know not to be forgotten. Yeah. Okay, well, wish you best of luck and hopefully we'll be talking to you before uh, the the next round. Let's hope so. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. There we are, Gary Williams. Um, no, tall point players missing out on a bus ride, Rappo. I mean, you know... I always liked the bus ride, Dave. Yeah, I could, yeah. I always liked the good trip, of, you know, on the old coach, mate, with the lads. Like, you know, have a bit of a bit of laugh, mate. That's a big part of your football career. That is, Dave, isn't it? Travelling yeah. on a coach with the boys. So home draw though against Paulie said, but before that, that that scoreline for them up at uh, Holsworthy, eight nil. I mean, yeah. the, we said a couple of weeks ago, Tour Points having a funny old season. Yeah. Although you look at the table actually, and. They have won six yeah. out of eight, so they're not no, as they're, bad as perhaps no. I, yeah. I made out. But um, They're up there again, they, Dave, haven't they? Up there in Millbrook. Yeah. Both started quite well, mate, haven't they? But, yeah. But uh, I don't remember anyone ever winning 8-0 at Oldsworthy, mate, do you? I can't ever remember. No, I've had a couple of good... I've it's... had a 6-1 up there, I think, mate. But but it's not the easiest pitch, is it, mate? To, no, that's To go true. up and win on, and they're used to their pitch, aren't they? And yeah. Great result, that is. Yeah. 
and he came on, 38 years old. Still now. a youngster, isn't he, mate? Well, I must admit, I, th I, I didn't realise he was quite as old as 38. No, I don't look it, mate, <laughs> to be fair, does he, mate, Gary? He's, he's doing well, mate. He's doing well. Yeah. So nah, good on him. Play as long as you can, mate. In it, you know. Perhaps play. he should come on and, and have Dino come come on as well up yeah, front for a tall yeah. point. So uh, still do a job, Dino, mate. <laughs> bring back the memories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so oh, it's over to you, Rappo, for <coughs> more on the SPL, the St. Piran League. Um, well, I wonder who might get a mention this week. <laughs> yes, mate. It's um, <laughs> another week, mate. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the last week of midweek games, actually, Dave. So if it if it does go on a bit longer, this one, it'll probably, if I'm boring any of the listeners, mate, it'll be the last, <laughs> it'll be the last midweek one, mate. It goes back to just Saturdays after this one. So, so. Uh, there was only three games this week. Yeah, I think there's two in the east, three yeah. in the west, mate. I think, wasn't there? Five altogether. So, oh. yeah. But um, I'll start off, mate, with the west, mate. Um, well. Penrin, mate. Uh, obviously, <laughs> sorry, mate. Obviously, start with Penrin, mate. Um, they remained in top spot, uh, winning 3-1 at a press. This is last Saturday, obviously, Dave. Sorry, I didn't stress that, mate. Midweek. I'll do a little midweek one later. But, yeah, um, this is last Saturday's, mate. They, they won 3-1, mate, at Wendron. A pristine-looking Wendron, if I must say, though. Um, the hosts, mate, they had no luck, really. They, they hit the post three times in the... In the first half, I mean, it could have easily been 3-1 to Wendron at half-time. Penryn definitely got the luck last Saturday. Um, but uh, before a goal of the season contender, really, mate, 10 minutes before half-time from Jake Shaw. I mean, what, what a strike. Um, Jake, not Luke. No, not Luke, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I did that, mate. Probably the same as Spain, mate. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I've had a few days off, mate, so my brain's a bit more... Uh, but uh, yeah, great goal from Jake Shaw, mate. So that, that saw the league leaders sort of go ahead at halftime, really, against the run of play, really. But um, but second half goals, mate, you know, they, they, they stepped up again and played like they, they have been. And second half goals, some strikers, Ryan Reeve and Jack Rapsy, mate, saw them keep their 100% record uh, intact. Um, St. Day, mate, they stay in second, thrashing Mosel 6-0 at the Vogue. Um, Dan Richards, mate, scored four in that game. Um, good finisher, mate. We saw score a couple at Perrin Porth, didn't we, mate, on the opening day. So he's got another four. Took his tally to seven. Uh, Hale remain in the top three with a good 4-1 win over Falmouth. Um, St Ives move up to fourth with a hard-fought 2-1 win over Mullion with the in-form Ross Duncan scoring another two. I mean, shock of the day was... Without a doubt, at, at Ponsmere Valley, Dave at Parramatta, with, I mean, they lost at home to to a Luggan two one. Mm. Um, I mean, not such a shot, mate. I mean, I I, I like a Luggan. I think they're a good team, mate. And oh, are you trying to tip them to do trying well. to make it up to a Luggan now? No, no, suggesting I, that yeah. Well, I suppose it's still the shock of you know Parramatta, mate. Fuck, they're still favourites, mate, for the league, really. So are they? It, well, are you sure? I don't know, mate. You, you want to be Penryn? Sure. Wouldn't bet against them yet, mate. It's only seven games, isn't there? Quarter of the season gone, isn't it? So <laughs> I wouldn't bet against them yet, but. But uh, but now substitute Ashley Ashley Smith mate come on and scored a couple. He's a visitors hero mate coming on to score twice in that game. Um, Fred Williams and Sam Young goals brother of Charlie mate younger brother of Charlie. Um, 
Fred Williams and Sang Young. They, they both scored goals in Elston's 2-1 win at Redruth. And despite two goals by Adam Selly, Perham well lost 3-2 at Ludgeford, mate. Surprisingly, somewhat, I think, maybe, to, to go bottom of the table. Uh, was Ludgeford, mate, but they've, you know, the Oaks, the Oaks were bottom at kickoff, but hmm. leapfrog their opponents with that win. So Perham, Perham well go bottom for, for now. I don't think they'll stay there, mate. But uh, in the East, mate, St Austell stay top after a 4-1 win at Polterra against Callington. Uh, Kieran Bishop with another two goals, mate. They're, they're the, un, the well, like Penryn in the West, mate. St Austell are the only team in the East with a 100% record left out of all the teams. Um, top of the league, obviously. Paul Perro cemented second place, beating bottom of the league, Weybridge 6-1. Cameron Patterson had a brace there. Uh, Lundson replaced St Morgan in third by beating them 2-1 in their in the Saints' first ever home game in senior football. So uh, it's uh, Oliver, Oliver Morrison, mate, scored the historic home goal, but um, two goals from Marius Pizlaru, mate, again, for uh, Lonson, mate, yeah, one, one that ruined uh, the Saints' sort of day, historic yeah. day. But um, How dare he? Yeah, yeah, poor old Saints, but I'm um, sure they'll bounce back, though. To a point, mate, they stay fifth, beating Lanref, 3-1 at the mill. Uh, Henry Bunning scored twice, mate, along with sub Dan Place. Uh, Sticker had a good 4-1. You're making up some of these names. No, I mean, <laughs> some, some of them are new names, David, aren't they? But, um, Bunning and... Yeah, Bunning and Place, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sticker, mate, they had a, a good 4-1 win over seventh place Morwinstone, mate. Thomas Hocking scored a, a brace in that one. Bude Thompson Dennis 4-0 with Scott Percy, mate, notching a couple. Scott, Scott Percy. Percy, mate. He's got nine goals now, mate, Scott Percy. New name on me, but mm. but it's making his name. Um, Liscard and Salt Ash Borough, mate, drew 1-1 at Lux Park with Borough's Kieran Owen getting their goal before being sent off. Oof. So Kieran had an eventful day, mate, didn't he? At Luxport. Um, so Ash United had a good 3-0 win at Millbrook, Dave, with Scott Coombe netting his brace, following on from his winner last week, mate, against Liscord in the 1-0 victory. Uh, midweek, Dave, quick... Um, well, a little quickly, mate. Um, there's two big wins in the East, mate, as So Ash United thrashed Callington 7-0, with sub Lloyd-Jones, mate, coming on to score twice. And Sonostal maintained top spot and, and their 100% record, as we already mentioned, with a, well, it looks like a, on paper, a pretty easy 6-1 win over Liscard with the informed Kieran Bishop scoring a hat-trick. Um, in the West, the only team with 100% record, mention that, sorry, Dave, again, um, after seven games, the leaders, Penryn, who had another convincing 4-0 victory over Mullion. But Mullion played well, mate. I watched that game. It was 0-0 at half-time. They looked a tough old nut to crack, but Penryn uh, upped it a gear in the second half. And two goals from last season's league's leading scorer, mate, Ryan Reeve, uh, to go with goals from Jack Rapsey and Tom Manier. Um, Who? So Tom. Tom and Tom, Tom played, mate. Yeah, What's he, was, he doing playing for? Well, he, he, he's, he's signed on as cover, mate. He's, he's always played for uh, Popey, mate. 
Yeah, yeah, different leagues on that day, wasn't it? I don't know if Gilby He's knows a Tom play. Yeah, he, well, yeah, the day he before he had a game. Yeah, I noticed Bobman did play, uh, but I know Tom's coming back. Did he have a knock, mate? Yeah, I know he's coming back from injury a bit, isn't it? He's so been in America, hasn't he? It could be that, mate. Yeah, it could be that. So he need, he does need the football, doesn't he? So, and he what he was pinging it around the other night with that lovely left foot he's got. So, so uh, yeah, that was that, Dave. Um, St. Day staying second after a hard fought one-one draw, mate, at Callaway Park against Houston. Uh, big defender Luke Hart scored the their goal there to get them a point. And a really good 2-0 win um, for Falmouth, mate, against the Luggan at Bickland Park. And that that uh, completes the, the week's fixtures, Dave. Uh, I don't know if you want, mate, with a quarter of the season gone, do you want to just go through the top scorers in each league, mate? Yeah, um, just, I was just looking myself so much. Yeah. You carry on and just, tell me. OK, Excuse mate, me. I thought if we do it like quarterly yeah. and then I'll do it halfway yeah. through, mate. Well, first of all, though, who's, <coughs> got, who's got the better record between St Austin and Penryn? Um, I don't know, mate. I think St Austin might have... I mean, I know Penryn's only conceded three and scored... Good twenty odd. St Austin got a better goal difference yeah. by one. By one is it, yeah, mate? I know. They play, both both played seven one seven. Yeah, so interesting, mate. Both yeah. dominating their leagues at the minute, but you know, I think they're both good footballing teams, don't they? So a lot could happen with the pitches and winter coming along. So mm. yeah. So but, top um, scorers. Yeah, top scorers in the East, mate. <clears throat> um, with a with a quarter of the season now already played, mate, for most of the teams, seven games. Uh, the East is uh, Kieran Bishop, mate, is leading the way from St Austell. He's on 11. Um, and then behind him, there's a couple of players on nine. You've got the, um, a, a name, like you said just now, they have a name we haven't really seen before. Scott Percy from Bude is on nine. And, and a name we know well, Rob Spencer, mate, from mm -hmm. Polperro. Yeah. He's been featured in the Cornish soccer magazine before, Dave, hasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's on nine as well. And then you've got three on seven, mate. You've got Craig Allen from St Morgan on seven. Mark Alvidge from Launceston on seven. And, and Cameron Bidgood, mate, he's on seven. So that's, that's in the east. Um, in the west, mate, well, the Penryn strikers, mate, that I watch every game. Ryan Reeve and Jack Rapsey, mate. I know, I know the lad well. I mean, is it related, they, is it, Jack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. the same surname. Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like to think I passed down a few genes to him, mate. <laughs> I think they were Levi's, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, they've got 15 between them, Dave. They, they look really good together, mate. They sort of ran riot the other night, second half against Mullion. But, but yeah, Ryan's on eight and, and uh, young Rappo, mate, he's on seven. So they're, they're both going well. Um, another couple of players on seven, Dave, is Dan Richards from St. Day with his four goals the other night against Mosel or the weekend. He's gone on to seven. And Ross Duncan, mate, from St. Ives, a, a name that's been around the football circuit for a while, mate, for different clubs. Uh, good player. He's on seven as well. He's had a good start to the season. And a couple on six, Dave, Luke Wart, one of my favourite uh, local players, mate, Warty. He's on six, Perrinporth, and Jason Simmons, wait, he's done well, mate. He's from Mosel, he's on six as well. So for a team not flying, mm. mate, you know, he's doing quite well individually, mate. He's yeah. on six. So uh, teams of the week, Dave, in the east, I'm going to go for Launceston, I think. Dave, who won 2-1 at St Morgan in that, in that top four clash we just sort of mentioned. They sort of ruined the Saints' big day, really, didn't they? Their first home game in senior football so 
a couple of uh, Marius Pizloru goals there, mate. You just really? like saying that, don't yeah, you? Do you? Yeah, do <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, tough win that, mate. So give it to Lonzo, I think, 2-1. And in the West, mate, it's got to be a luggin, really, Dave. Can't look any further, you know, winning winning 2-1 at title favourites, Power and Porth. I mean, with sub Ashley Smith, mate, coming on. He was the hero mm. there, so... Um, and just not too much in the way of fixtures this weekend, Dave, with the Senior Cup. Uh, but in the West, I'd say have a look at Falmouth v Elston, mate. Little local sort of derby-ish there, Dave. That could be decent. But in the East, I think this is me match to catch, mate, of the weekend. you got at Polter, mate, you got St Austell against third place Lundsen. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the, probably the match of the weekend. What's okay. left in the St Perrots League, Dave? All right. And uh, just going back to those goal-scoring f- stats, um, Ross Duncan and uh, Simmons of Mousel both scored more than half their club's they, team's totals uh, yeah, at the that's, moment. So that's good going. I mean, yeah. St Ives actually uh, amazing. When you look at, the, they've played five, they've only scored 13 goals. Yeah, so, uh, yeah it's not a lot, isn't it? And he's got seven of them. Yeah, so yeah. well done, Stop Ross Duncan. Stop Ross Duncan, mate. Stop. You stop some yeah. Is he Scottish? <laughs> Don't think so, mate. No, no I don't think should so. Should be with a name like Ross yeah, Duncan. Yeah, most of the Sonoy's lads ain't Cornish, mate. Are they? <laughs> That's for sure, mate. <laughs> no, you could be accused of being racist. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. At least it's there's a Celtic connection. If That's right. Scottish. Yes, it, mate. Yeah, oh, fellow Celt. Right. <laughs> okay. Your Cornish, Cornish. <laughs> Well, thanks, Rappo, for that um, run through of the. Uh, of the Superior League, SPL. You didn't. Uh, did you say the SPL? Yeah, I don't think I did say you SPL. You're the one who wanted yeah, to call no, it yeah, SPL, and yeah. now you're not <laughs> using the title anyway. So. Right, back to the interviews. Let's go to the SWPL, <laughs> the Southwest Peninsula League. Secretary Phil Hiscox, who's been a busy man, travelling all over the place. Yeah, he has. Been to four fixtures far and wide. Uh, last Friday night down at Sticker. Um, which um, gave me a chance to, to see them at home uh, and also to see Wendron for the first time this season. Um, disappointed for Sticker. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned a little that uh, you know, for a club that does so much right off the pitch, it would be lovely to see them get some results on the pitch, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, obviously another heavy defeat on Wednesday at Saltaris yeah, doesn't help, yeah. does it? No, but, it, you know, I mean... There's always going to be a team at the top of the table and a team at the bottom of the table. What, what slightly grates me is, is Sticker, a, a very well-organised well club with, who invested well in their facilities. And, uh, yeah, perhaps in a sort of uh, underdog spirit, they, 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 you know, perhaps due a bit of a bit of luck on the pitch. Uh, I certainly wish them out anyway. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday, Holsworthy tour point. And tour point certainly didn't need any luck. The... <laughs> I think the holes where the goalkeeper and his defence will, will uh, attune to that. Um, obviously, to a point, you don't win eight 0 on luck alone. But um, um, yeah, some of the holes where the defending was it was a little, uh, little uh, not not acceptable, shall we say? I think the manager was telling them both at half time and full time. Mm-hmm. If you could hear, you could hear it out in the car park oh, while he was saying oh, in the dressing rooms. But, um, but that wasn't the biggest win in the uh, East no, or in the league no. on Saturday was it? 
No, it wasn't. Um, there's, there's funny things going on at Stoke Gabriel, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> he says with a wry smile that you, uh, you can't see on a podcast. No. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, well, well I, I don't think it's rumours anymore. I think it's fact, isn't it, that the manager from uh, manager that, that sort of took over in the summer when they were in crisis was sort of. Uh, I, I think I think it was fairly well established that they had made a decision to get rid of him after the game on Saturday, uh, and that they had already lined up Nick Milton, who was the manager last season at Stoke Gabriel, right. um, to break on Friday night um, which left them pretty well with a, a I believe it was a sort of mixture of reserves and under 18s to fulfil the fixture on Saturday oh, yeah. um, and briefly um, the, the outgoing manager had control of the club's Twitter account which um, if you were able to see it before the club retook control of the account there was some uh, ah, right. comments about his own club No, <laughs> I must admit um, when I saw a tweet out from the club saying that unfortunately it went out early and whatever yeah. I, I wonder what they were getting at so yeah ah, so that so some of us obviously wouldn't have seen that so no it was only there for a, for a brief period of time but oh, uh, right. I, I saw it <laughs> it was, um, nothing it was <laughs> nothing too detrimental i hope no no it, it was what you'd expect uh, a manager had been told he'd been sacked before he'd been been told he'd been sacked <laughs> oh, would say really um you know you had a certain sympathy with him he um you know, it, it, to be fair, they, they, they'd stepped in, hadn't they, and done a job, they'd fulfilled the fixtures. Um, it's a difficult one because clearly, from a results-wise, you can understand exactly what Stoke Gable have done and any club would do if, if they were in that position of, of taking double-figure defeats. You've got to make a change in the management, but um, yeah, the, the uh, way it broke and things wasn't ideal. So when did the first tweet go out about the... Friday evening, I believe. Oh, right. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, fun and games, yeah. as you say. So, yeah, so, and, and yeah. Nick, so Nick Milton, uh, for those of us in in the West that mm. obviously not all au fait about what's happening in the East, what, why did Nick Milton leave them? Well, I believe he was, he was told that um, the budget would be cut this year, that they had to spend money on facilities, and indeed they put the floodlights up. Yeah. Uh, and I think he felt that having won the league for them last season, um, that 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 wasn't you know, something that he could tolerate. So he went, and, and quite a few of his players, as we know, during the summer went to Newton Spurs, Bobby Tracy, Wrexham. Um, and, of course, now what's going to happen is, is, the, is the cycle has already started. I, I understand he's appointed Dave Worthington as an assistant yeah. manager. Well, he, he was one of the players that went to Wrexham. Yeah. Um, and I know from the sort of jungle drums that... Um, the clubs in in the South Devon area have all had their seven days for one of the one of the players <laughs> each. That, that uh, which I think we we, we talked touched on a few weeks ago, didn't we, about transfers and yeah. about how actually there's a lot of transfers, but they invariably just go round and round in circles. Yeah. So um, so if we look at the league table and Brixham second, Bobby Tracy third. Yeah. In a few weeks' time, and they've got good records. I mean, they've only lost one game each. Yeah, you know, yeah, in a few I, weeks' I think, time, that could look a bit different, perhaps. I think Newton Spurs are the ones that, that gained most from Stoke Gabriel's oh, right. changes. Right. So I think they are, but, but there were certainly players at Brixham and Bovey, and I believe even one at Dartmouth as well. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that, that all sort of turns around. And that, that brings me nicely on, Dave, to um, Tuesday night down at Brixham for their first game of the floodlights, which was uh, yeah. uh, always a lovely occasion. And I've got another one coming up this week. Yes, Brixham on Tuesday. Um, 
and uh, it looked good from the photographs that I've seen. Yeah, yeah, um, they're excellent lights, good coverage of, of, the, of the playing area, and although the other little bits and work they've done there aren't quite finished, they've uh, gutted the old sort of covered terrace area, and uh, I understand that they're going to install seats in that, um, and then the dressing room entrances have all been moved around to create a bit more room and a, a sort of safe walkway for the players. Again, not all that's completely finished, but... Uh, Considering they've got two years dispensation, the work they've done by September in the first year is, uh, you know, yeah. very, very good. And so that does that leave anyone else in the east still to, to have lights? Um... Well, Stoke Gabriel put their lights up in August, didn't they? But they they didn't have they hadn't changed their planning permission, which allowed only use from October onwards. Right. Uh, so <laughs> they've still got to play their first floodlit game, right. even though they've got lights up. Right. Um, uh, but of course. In, in the West Division, we, we've got um, the sort of highlight of my week looking ahead. We had a nice trip to Wendron, um, who always do things properly. Don't we? we just talk there about sticker and their facilities, but Wendron's another club. I mean, Peter Thorne and his band of help is down there, uh, you know, full of admiration for him off the pitch. Uh, they, they do wonders down there, and I'm sure their floodlights will be top-notch as well. Yeah, and, and, and that is happening on... On Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday against, the 17th. Yeah. 7.30 against Penzance, and I'm sure they would appreciate a good good crowd to, to mark their, their first game under their lights. Yeah, OK, so that's Wendron. And then it's so then it's just to recap, St Dennis and Dobbles, isn't it? That, St Dennis um, and Dobbles in the, in the west, although Mousel, yeah. of course, Mousel haven't... Like, oh, yeah. Mousel are a bit like Slow Gabriel in that their, their work is advanced, but they haven't actually played their first game under lights yet. Yeah. Um, so it's... St Dennis and Dobbles, and in the east, Torridge Side and Honiton, those are the four that, that probably won't be up this season. But yeah. if you'd asked me, I think, you know, the, the critics back in the AGM season, giving eight clubs dispensation for floodlights, well, the fact that by September we're talking that four of them are playing their first games is, is pretty good progress. Right. When is the Mosul lights scheduled for? Any idea? Because uh, they haven't uh, actually got the pylons up yet, I noticed. But. No, I don't believe they have. They, they have asked for some fixture changes, which I have provisionally agreed subject to them, of course, having the lights up, because yeah. otherwise they, they won't. Um, the first of them would be on Friday the 25th of October. If they win in the, the World Sea Parsons Cup in a week or so's time, they are due to, to be at home to either Penzance or Port Levin, depending on who else wins in the Cup. Uh, and that's been earmarked as a Friday night fixture. Well, obviously, it can only be a Friday night fixture if the lights are up. Right, yes. So they've got a bit of work to do, I would thought so. Yeah, but they, they specifically asked for that date, yeah. so they're obviously looking to have them up yeah. during October. Good, OK. Um, and just one question. I know you've, you've told me this before, but there's people asking me around the circuit just for confirmation about the promotion and relegation from uh, yourselves to the St Piran League. Yeah. Um, is there automatic promotion from the St Piran up to the Peninsula? Nope. No, step seven is is, out, is a regional feeder to the pyramid now rather than um, the way it's done before. That's what part of the reason why the FA wanted them done on county lines, so the county FAs can support those leagues a lot more. So clubs in the St Piran League and the Devon League would have to apply for promotion uh, at some point later in the season. And obviously the FA will send out all the paperwork in that in due course. Uh, used to be the 31st of December, but it, it may be slightly later now, but it's certainly not, not for a few months. Yeah. Um, 
the only thing to bear in mind with, with a club in either of those two leagues applying is, first and foremost, they must either have floodlights or planning permission for floodlights mm-hmm. by the 31st of March. So that would obviously limit those clubs who, who would feel able to apply. Um, but on the other side of the coin, the FA have also said that a club with those facilities can fill a vacancy in step six, even if they finish as low as fifth in the table. Right, okay. They have to finish in the top two to force somebody to be relegated. Right. But let's take the, the situation that um, we, we promote to, to, from the Peninsula League to the Western League, and we, we're therefore not running at full capacity. Mm-hmm. We can top those spaces up with a side who's finished in the top five. Um, but if we actually had to relegate somebody to make room, then they have to finish in the top two. Right. And um, so, sticker, obviously, I say sticker because they're bottom at mm. the moment. Mm. Could be anyone come the end of the season. But yeah. So, sticker could be relegated if, they could be if relegated. one of the top two in the um, Superior apply for promotion and have got all the. Yeah, yeah, I mean, certainly. We're, we're obviously, you know, looking at the, the, the two leagues, the Devon League and the St. Pyrrhon. There's a handful of clubs there, isn't there? With lights yeah. already. I mean, obviously, in the St. Pyrrhon, I believe it's Penryn and Hale. Yeah. Uh, in the Devon section, certainly Exwick Villa have, have made a very good start in the Devon League, and, and because they've now got floodlights and, a, and an all-weather pitch. So there are clubs who, who could apply, but whether that will equal relegation will also partly depend on... on whether clubs have, have gone up to the Western League and created spaces. Right, OK. OK. So the, the advice, I suppose, would be don't finish in the bottom two. <laughs> and if you are going to finish in the bottom two, try not to be the bottom one. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm sure they're doing that anyway. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're doing that anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, FA Vars, let's move on to Saturday yeah. and FA Vars. Uh, first question. Extra time and penalties or what? Or replays right. or what? FA Vars rules are that, unlike the FA Cup, Extra time is mandatory in the FA Vars. You must have extra time. Whether you have penalties is only if you've mutually agreed and informed the FA by close of business on Friday. Uh, I do know that Torpoint versus Portishead have already done that. Right. Um, so that's one that will not be going to a replay. Um, otherwise, if they, if they haven't agreed to penalties, then it's a replay on the next midweek the night being the, the club's normal midweek night so right. obviously some clubs that's Tuesday some clubs that's Wednesday um, but unlike the FA Cup you do have to have extra time in the first game which means that obviously you don't get quite so many replays yeah. in the Vars OK and when you say close of business for the FA but is that 5 o'clock on a Friday afternoon or um, it might be 4 <laughs> o'clock I think it's not like some <laughs> league secretaries who are available oh, all oh, day long oh no no the, the idea that I could somehow <laughs> turn off my computer at 4 o'clock on a Friday and come in at 9 o'clock on Monday I, I <laughs> Don't give me temptation. No, right. Okay, and so some of the ties, um, let's very quickly look at some of them. Bobbin against Buckland, what can you tell us about Buckland and that, Phil? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Because Buckland, under the management of Richard Pears, of course, Peninsula League followers will, will know him from his period, at, uh, particularly at Exmouth, before they, they went up. Um, not had a great start, Buckland. I, I would suggest the pressure's on them a little bit to get a result. Yeah. Um, and another interesting sort of move, I, I understand, and I'll say I went to Brixham in the week and they sort of confirmed it, is that um, Stuart Bowker, who's been playing up front for Brixham, has now joined Buckland. And, of course, he used to play for Bodmin. Oh, right. OK. So, so he'll be returning to Priory Park. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting debut for him. Yeah. Um, Camelford, now, Ashton and Backwell, that's near Brixham. 
Bristol or in Bristol. Yeah, I just before Bristol, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, so yeah, it used to be Blackpool United, I presume. They, they must have merged with oh, another yeah. club. And, uh, I mean, Camelford will be hopeful of uh, progression there, I would imagine. Well, they're both step six sides, so it's not, yeah. it's not a shock. I mean, it's Bodmin and Ivybridge are the two that have, are technically underdogs in that they're playing step five opposition. Everybody else is playing step six opposition. So, so a wins for Bodmin or Ivybridge would be particularly noteworthy. Um, but, but obviously all the other clubs are still looking to progress. Right. And, and Ivybridge opponents, Roman Glass, um, are they from Bath or... Where? No, they're, they're Bristol. They used to be Bristol Why are they St. called George. Roman Sponsorship, I believe. Oh, right. They actually play uh, on the 3G at Gloucestershire County FA. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, oh, well. Yeah. 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 So, but obviously that will be on grass on Saturday because it's at Ivybridge. Yeah. And um, there's a, a few sort of all peninsula clashes. Yeah. Um, a few too many for my liking. I like my teams to play somebody different, if the truth be known. But yeah, that's right. Um, and we've got uh, Cornwall against Devon in the sense of Helston against Axminster. Um, yes, I was at Axminster last night for their 1-1 draw with Crediton and uh, they're, they're really looking forward to the, the long coach journey to Helston. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. Well, that, that's good for Helston, I suppose. But um, in fact, perhaps some of the Helston players could jump on the coach and come down with Well, them. you could suggest that. You could suggest that, yes. Uh, and um, uh, the all Cornish clash is uh, Soldash gets Port Levin and St Blasey against Falmouth. Now, I, I think it's going to be a good, or should be a good crowd at St Blasey by the sounds of it. Uh, um, yes. pe people coming down from Plymouth as St Blasey followers and, and obviously you've got the F group, the Falmouth guys. Yes, and actually this week there aren't a lot of those China Clay clubs at home on Saturday, are there? So, um, I know St Dennis are home, but St Austell are, are away down at Mansell and uh, Sticker, I believe, are away somewhere. In fact, I think, yeah, Sticker are away at Dobbles, aren't they? Yes, um, that's right. And, yeah. and a very quick mention there, I suppose, Dobbles return yes. to Lantoon Park. So uh, Yes, excellent news. I mean, I, I, I think, you yeah, know, by their own admission, some of the cosmetics of, of clearing the, the flood damage from, like, the resurfacing the, the, the clubhouse floor and um, some repainting and things still to be done but they've, they've got the electrics back up and working they've got the plumbing back up and working so the showers work uh, and it's all sort of watertight now so you know th th it's important for them to be playing home games um not least of all because uh, they've, they've had no clubhouse revenue have they yeah no, that's right so you know i, I think you know both sticker and, and the referee and myself are, are aware that it's it's not going to be you know, particularly salubrious there on Saturday, but everything's up and running, and I think we you know, we owe them the, the, our support to, to get them back playing. Yeah. And so, where are you off to on Saturday then? Phil? Well, I'm hoping to do one of the Vars games. Yeah. Um, um, I'm hoping, but I'm sort of relying on the moment for a lift uh, for the Ivybridge Roman Glass game. But right. uh, if I haven't got that, then I'll be somewhere on a bus or train. Right. And ten ties. How many um, are going to produce? Peninsula wins. Oh, put the pressure on, put the pressure on. I'm normally quite negative in these things. Um, well, there's four <laughs> all league ties, so there's, there's very safe ground, and four will go yeah. through and four will go out. So the others. I'll, I'll, I'm going to play straight down the middle and go three others. So seven to go through, four, uh, seven to go out. Right, OK. Well, the real pressure would have been if I'd said you name them, but I'm not going to do that. So, no, thank so, you, thank you. <laughs> well, have a good uh, match Saturday, and uh, yeah. obviously we're all rooting for the Pulitzer sides. 
Yep, thanks to Phil for an update. Um, lots to talk about with Phil this week, the FA Vars, uh, amongst other things, but uh, also lights going up all over the place, Rapper. Yeah, great to see, Dave, isn't it? Great to see. Uh, you know, the more the more clubs, the better. We're, we're lights, sat, well, and box nets for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in, mate. <laughs> no, no, it is great. Oh, Phil's busy, Dave, isn't to get Phil to check yeah. the nets when he goes to yeah. these grounds as well just to see just if, to see who, who haven't got them yeah. Mate. And they, yeah it'd be interesting to see how many clubs that haven't got them they've got the old style stanchions Dave yeah. it's a bit 70s now isn't it <laughs> it's a bit uh, oh Phil's busy and he Dave sticker to Oldsworthy to Brixham to Axminster mm. he, he's, uh, he's a grafter mate isn't he yeah he's a grafter thought we like football mate but you know hats off to Phil mate for the pinnacle that's but nah, mate, a bit of a... What, about, what do you make the Soap Gabriel thing? Dave Joyce is a oh, social yeah. media well, and all that. Interesting, wasn't it? All yeah. going on up there. Um, um, this is the problem, I guess, when they let people into the systems, etc. But um, but it's all a bit weird, isn't it, really? You know, the manager's let go in the summer and now yeah. they've actually gone back to him and Nick Milton's on the way back yeah. into the club. So um, Strange one, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Strange but, one. Uh, Looking forward to Wendra, mate, aren't you? Tuesday night, Dave, seeing them floodlights? Yeah, should going be good, shouldn't question. it? Yeah. And, um, well, if Penryn get promotion, they're gonna, well, yeah. are they going to go for a promotion? I think so, any, Dave. Any yeah, news on that front? Uh, yeah, I think Pope... they've got lights, um, haven't they? Yeah, so. yeah, they had them on the other night, second half, mate. Looking good, mate. All working. All bulbs on and working, mate. And you understood, you know, who gets promoted or who yeah, can yeah. get promoted. Yeah, yeah, Phil explained it quite well, actually, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. All uh, au fait with it now, mate. <laughs> au fait, all right, that's good. Right, so, uh, we spoke also this week to St. Blasey's Sean Vincent. Uh, we had him on the podcast Friday Fix earlier in the season, uh, so I thought be good to have a progress report from the co-manager up there at uh, Blaze Park. I think, uh, I think for us, I think it's uh, been very positive. I think um, you've got three wins uh, in the league so far, uh, one draw, three defeats. I think in, uh, if we had if we looked at that beginning of the season, we probably would have took that. However, obviously there's a couple of defeats in there. With the, also, the manner of the defeats we're a little bit disappointed with. So, you know, I think it shows that was setting our standards quite high. Um, which is not a bad thing. Um, you know, the doubles game, I think we let ourselves down. We didn't really perform, and I think we could have got something there. And the Nuki game, we've lost 1 0, and we possibly could have got something out of that as well. So, yeah, we're not disappointed, but there's lots, lots of positives, lots of things to work on. But, you know, you learn from your defeats and move on from it. You're aiming, well, you said you're aiming for the top 10. Uh, and, yeah, let's be fair, you're you're on course for that, aren't you? You're, you're ninth in the table, so uh, uh, you can't be too displeased at the moment. No, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, we're in a position where we want to be to, to go forward. Obviously, you know, looking at the positives, we, we are where we want to be. But again, the couple of defeats you had, we felt we could have got something from. We actually feel we probably should be better off in the league than where we actually are. Um, which again, like I say, is not a bad thing because it shows that um, it shows that we're setting our standards uh, high and, and, and demanding the most we can out of each other as players and, and, and coaching staff as well. Yeah. And if you look at the sides you've come up against, uh, Mosul, the best side you've played so far? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that game there, we, we you know, we felt for 70 minutes we sort of contained them 
um, to a point. But the way they moved the ball was incredible. Their tempo never dropped. Um, and I think just you know, the last sort of 20 minutes, you know, I think the concentration levels of our players, they'd worked so hard for 70 minutes to sort of keep it out 1-0 and keep us in the game. And uh, Mosel just kept, kept moving the ball so quick with, with a high tempo. I think they just caught one or two napping and they you know, in five minutes they punished us with a couple of goals and finished the game off really. But yeah, yeah, very impressed with Mosel. It's probably a bit strange playing sides like like them, isn't it? Because they do play an awful lot of football and uh, I think sometimes probably too much. Yeah, it, I think they, they, they really work you. They, they, they work you hard. They, they keep moving the ball. They keep shuffling you around. They almost, they almost very, very patient uh, build up and uh, make your players work themselves out really to a point where, like you say, our players are almost for 70 minutes work so hard, concentration levels and doing the right things and they've almost literally got caught napping maybe where they've they've almost run out of mental energy if you like, you know, but just where they've been concentrating so hard. Yeah, and I know you're one of the clubs where the managers put a, a, a short little sort of a summarised comment on Twitter after their game um, and I, I think I'm right in, in saying that you were a little bit unsure what to say about last Saturday's game against uh, Wade Bridge, weren't you? Yeah, it was, it was the mixed ones. I think it, it, on paper, a lot of people would have said it was a good point away at Wake Bridge. Um, you know, seeing as they come within minutes of beating Mosul themselves last week. Uh, but you know, again, you, we, we believe in the players we've got and, and the way we set them up. And we, you know, we think we can go out and win the majority of games we play. I think you know, from our point of view, we were disappointed with the two goals we conceded. They were they were pretty much straight long balls down our throat. As defense, defensively, we should be dealing with, and we haven't dealt with them. You know, and it was very, very sloppy from that point of view. But, you know, for the majority of the game, I think we dominated most of the possession. I think Wadebridge wants to try to look dangerous on the counter-attack. But we dominated possession, really. And, you know, I just think we could probably could have probed and threatened a little bit more. But, you know, we walked away with a point and we're probably still a little bit disappointed, which probably shows how far we've come, really. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, though, it's quite handy having someone like uh, uh, Levi Landricum uh, uh, able to sort of uh, help you out on the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's a good lad, Devon. I've known him for a long time. He's coming back from an injury, he's had an operation. Um, you know, he spoke to us and just said, you know, can I can I play a few games for you guys to get fit? You know, we're probably a striker short uh, within the squad. So you know, I spoke to Tiverton and you know he's come across to us for a few few weeks to try and get himself fit and obviously help us out when he can. And he's he's already earned us a point with that let go of Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So this coming Saturday, it's FA Vaz for you and. Uh... You're one of the uh, the All Peninsula League ties that uh, because you're playing Falmouth. Um, bit of a shame, really. You're playing another. Well, you had, uh, of course, Godolphin in the first round, didn't you? So, um, yeah, you, you know, no doubt you would have been looking forward to playing someone you don't normally come up against. Yeah, it would have been nice to have a have a, maybe a different opponent, maybe having a away day for the supporters because it's been a couple of years since the club's been in the Vars and, you know, there was a history of the club in the Vars years ago and, and there's a bit of a buzz about it, obviously, especially when in the first round, you know, the club were, were chuffed a bit with that and obviously, you know, the the, the potential to have a, a, a little bit of a Vars run, um, it's, you know, it's almost tangible for some people and you, the excitement's building a bit uh, towards Saturday. Farmer for bringing a few down. I know a few, a few Farmer supporters that are, coming down with the flags on mass that they've done this season, which I think is brilliant for local football. And, um, you know, the atmosphere should be brilliant Saturday because there's quite a few coming down um, neutrals and people to watch St. Blasey and Falmouth, you know, the old uh, the F-Troop as well. So yeah. I think it's going to be a good day uh, at Blaze Park Saturday. Yeah, good day. And uh, you've got a full squad to choose from at this moment um, in time? Not, not quite. Um, we've got Ben Joyce, who's... Uh, Picked up a suspension from uh, the FA Vars game against Godolphin. You know, Ben's a good player. Like you say he's been around the block and played for some great clubs. And 
and he's really shown his quality in the last few games when his fitness levels have improved so we're going to miss Ben um, yeah and apart from that yeah we pretty much should have a full squad to choose from so yeah no excuses from us from that point of view uh, uh, just one final mention about one of your players uh, Steve Rogers is it midfield he, yeah he, he seems to be a player that you sort of uh, work a lot a lot of uh, moves through yeah I mean, Steve again Steve's a good player he's another one of them look look most sides have got them where they've been in club academies and they, you know, the, almost the modern the modern game a little bit where where you play it from the back and Steve's sort of the link man for us and he gets us ticking. You know, when he's on song, Steve, he's, he, he's absolutely superb to watch. I had a comment from a supporter who said they would have paid money just to come in and watch Steve mm-hmm. because, you know, the way he moves the ball around and he goes and demands it off people. When he's on song, he is a really, really good player. So, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're blessed to have him really. And like you say, when he does link up with people like Ben Joyce and uh, etc., you know, we, on our day, we did against Godolphin in the first half. You know, when we click, we can uh, we can become a really good side. We've just got to we just got to make sure we don't get complacent and become a little bit inconsistent with our performances because that's probably been our downfall a little bit at times this season. Thanks, Sean, for that. And uh, obviously, well, as far as I'm concerned, I can't lose. There's two corner sides, uh, you yeah. and Farmer. So, but uh, may the best side win. I think is the best way to leave it. Yeah, definitely. Look, say I'll get on. You know, I'll speak to Westy every now and again. So you know, if, if if they do beat us on Saturday, then I wish them all the best in the next round. But obviously, from a blazy point of view, we can uh, fly the flag for the league and maybe get a nice away day for the supporters and, and hopefully carry on from there. Okay, thanks, Sean. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. Your Cornish Now, of course, that was Sean talking about uh, St Blazy, and I, you know, mentioned uh, Steve Rogers towards the end of the interview. Now, I saw Sean this week at the Helston St. Blasey match <laughs> and he said very quickly uh, that the day after um, <laughs> we spoke, uh, Steve Rogers was transferred out. So he's gone to Bobby <laughs> now. So is this the curse of the Friday Pitch <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Lee Mann, you know, yeah. we had him on. Lee Mann manager's uh, Callington and he's sacked a few days afterwards. And now Steve Rogers is mentioned yeah. and he's gone. People are not going to want to come on soon, Dave. <laughs> no, I've I got to be honest, Dave. I, I think quite a few people have been talking about Steve Rogers, haven't they, mate, for a little while? So, Tidy player. Yeah, that's it, Dave. I think he's been, you know, I've only seen him once, I think, man. He, I was quite impressed, mate. But but I know uh, quite a few people. I mean, it, it, you know, obviously Gilby. You know, there's no stone unturned with Gilby, mate, is there? So he would know a decent player, mate, sort of locally if they're doing well. So... No real surprise that one of the big sort of top five have come in for him, really, mate, I think. Yeah, and, and actually, Bobman, you know, doing well. They are, aren't they, mate? Yep, they yeah. lost their um, their opening game of the season, but since then, they're yeah. on a on a winning run, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to Mosel 3-1. That's right, saw that game. And yeah. since then, including Cup, what, they, they're on an eight, game unbeaten run so okay. 100% run so uh, yeah you can't get Gilby's though he's going to get a team together Dave isn't he you can't you know he's good at what he does mate isn't he he knows his players so yeah big club Bobman as well mate you know still a club I think that players want to play for mate isn't it if Gilby phones you up and asks you you know you're you're going to be interested, aren't you, mate, for any decent local sort of player? So mate. you're not feeling sorry for Sean at all, are you? No, I am, mate, because it is difficult for... I think Sean's doing a really good job as well, Dave. I really do. I mean, all that work that's going on off the pitch, you know, with Paul and his sort of merry band of helpers, mate. I mean, Blazy's looking looking lovely now, mate, isn't it? And 
And I, I think Sean and Matt are doing a real good job at Blazy Dave. You know, they've got them. Um, I mean, obviously, they've got uh, Levi there, mate, as well, haven't they? Landry yeah. King for a few games. Uh, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't there against Helston Wednesday, but uh, I think he's due to be yeah. playing in or the in the squad in the Vars. Yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting yeah. against um, one of your old teams, Farmouth. Mm. So um, we'll touch on that again in a minute. But, mm. um, but yeah, so Blazy. I think uh, they were a bit unlucky against Helston, really. I watched really? that game. Yeah. Oh, well, couldn't see much of it. It was too foggy. Yeah, but, yeah, see that. Mate. But um, they would, they would have come away thinking that they, you know, you know, could have got a point at least out of that game. So mm, that speaks volumes. They've done it, you know, to go to go away to one of the title sort of favourites, mate, and and feel disappointed. You know, you haven't come away with anything. Mm. I think that's a measure of how far they've taken the club this, this season. So. But well done to Sean. No, here's a question though. The kit they were wearing, Blaze, yeah. Have you seen a photo of the yeah, kit? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. I saw yeah. your no, yeah, orange. Is it, it orange or tangerine? Which, I mean, yeah. Blackpool, the tangerines, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it looked a bit Blackpoolish, mate, didn't yeah. it? That type of, when Ian Holloway was manager and That's the. Right. Yeah, it was the so same type of kit. When yeah. does an orange become a tangerine? Tangerine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the ta it's tangerine, mate. Mm. Bit different, mate. Decent under floodlights, I would have thought, though. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. especially in, in the those fog. conditions. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that uh, Sean Vincent, thanks very much for coming on, Sean. Um, predictions. This is where we select a game from most of the leagues, decide what uh, what the outcome's going to be, and what's the running count after last week? Did we have any luck last week? No, we? we didn't, Dave. No, no, no luck. Got close on a couple, mate, but um, no, still five-one to you, mate. So. so what? 5-1 Dave <laughs> I, need, I, I need a I need a pick me up yeah I do mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a feral gap mate isn't it with our with our uh, you had a great start mine mate didn't you I think he's 5-5 five five, wasn't it Dave yeah 5-5 five five. any striker would be chuffed for that mate <laughs> I've lost count <laughs> right then um, this week we have as first choice now who, who's who's Predicting uh, first, is yeah, it you or me, 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 I think you? this week, Dave. Yeah. Okay, FA Vars plays yeah. against Falmouth. We're just hearing from Sean, obviously. Yeah. Now, uh, just do this after ninety minutes. I think we won't. Okay, mate, yeah, because no. you'll know why I've said that in a minute okay. when I tell you my prediction. But yeah. um, so Blazy Falmouth. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, Dave. Like you said, because I reckon there's every chance this one could go all the way, mate. Isn't there? Um, Blazy going well as we just said mate Sean and Matt doing a cracking job I, you know I'm a big fan of Westie mate as you know um, done done miracles at Falmouth I think mate uh, since he's been there great to see I'm just going to go mate with that big F troop following yeah, that I big, knew you <laughs> that big away support <laughs> how can I ever bet against how mate how can I ever bet against um, I think it'll be it Hell of a tight game, mate. I'm going to go 3-2, Dave, Formouth. 3-2. Right. Well, I have to agree with you. I think it's also yeah. going to be a tight match. Falmouth, uh, uh, funny enough, I was talking to Westy for a fair bit of the game uh, at Helston. And he yeah. was there spying on some yeah. crazy, oh, yeah. tucked away in the corner of the <laughs> ground uh, initially. Then he was very kindly... Clave, uh, not quite, <laughs> but he very kindly bought me a pint at time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. but... Um, that, he was there having a look, <clears throat> just making a few n mental notes. Um, and I think it is going to be tight. He's still got um, 
few players out. The good news is that he's got Jack Bowyer available Saturday. Yeah, four so, last week, mate, for Jack. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, and I said, oh, you've got to play in and Bucks up front. Surely, mm-hmm. Matty Buckham Go for it, mate. Yeah. won five goals yeah. this season. So, uh, yeah. But I'm still on that uh, performance mm. uh, midweek to Blaze at Helston. I'm still going to actually go for a 2-2 draw at Desmond, 19 mate. minutes. Desmond, yes, yeah. Desmond 2-2. Yeah. can see that, mate. After 19 minutes yeah. of Blazy 2, Farmouth 2. Yeah. So, Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest, that, mate. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah. Right, on to the uh, Peninsula League West and Penzance against Weybridge Town. Obviously not quite so many games in this league this week because of the Vars, but um, Penzance, well, they're a bit up and down on... Well, yeah. well they're a bit up and down with their results. Weybridge seem to be stuck on 2-2 draws <laughs> at the moment. Um but I saw Rowan. Did you see his tweet, mate? Yeah, Rowan's that's tweet, right. Who are we going to draw yeah. two two with this week? That's but. right. I, I'm actually thinking that this week they'll score two again, mm. but they'll only concede one. So yeah. Penzance one, Weybridge two. Okay, mate. Well, I, I've actually gone for a two two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I think. Uh, are they going to score? Uh, Draw four times on the trot. Yeah, I know. The, the, What's the odds on that? Well, exactly. They'd be pretty good, mate, wouldn't they? <laughs> wouldn't want to flutter on it. But um, nah, mate. I don't know, mate. Penzance have had a couple of sort of decent results, mate, they? But and a, and a couple of poor ones, mate. But I don't know, mate. My new Weybridge gone down to Mosel, mate, haven't they? And got a great two-two down there, didn't yeah. they? So, but uh, nah, nah. I'm going to give Penzance a, a go this week, mate. I, I, I think it'd be a tight one, mate. Two-two, mate. <laughs> Right. Um, next one, Cornwall Senior Cup, St. Clair. Yeah, St. Clair. Against St. Agnes. Now, yeah. St. Clair would have played in the Senior Cup before because they were in the yeah. East Cornwall Premier previous. Pretty played, certain. played up there, Dave, in the Senior Cup, actually, yeah, for Par and Well. For Par and Well. Right. 1 2 0. Scored? Scored, yeah, scored, I mate. I thought you I, might I have done. Come off half time. You came off. Yeah, some time. old boy cracked me on the ankle, mate. Because <laughs> they, you know, they got that little stand up there, mate. So clear, you you oh, sort of changed. I'm struggling to remember. Nice, mate. Nice, really. It's flat. You know, it's flat. It's a bit. How can I describe it, though? Holman's like that, mate. You know, you change. Yeah, yeah. You drive in and then you change and then you walk across a a pitch. I, I, I don't know if it was a cricket pitch actually. You walk across sort of one pitch or a youth team pit to and the and the main pitch is in the top sort of corner of the field mate but oh, yeah. yeah it's flat mate decent size big old pitch yeah I think I scored mate first 10 minutes and then I think it was 2-0 up half time I think Nigel Braben mate might have scored the other one but cool. in the senior cut yeah, a long time ago obviously Dave but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but I know it was we've, we ended up winning 2-0 and I'd come off half time with a, but I remember taking me boot off and I had a balloon by the time uh, <laughs> I think someone else drove home actually so yeah that's my only time I've been to St. Clear, Dave. But, but no, I fancy... Uh, I think St. Agnes, mate. Got a fancy SPL team, mate. I'm here to win against an East Cornwall team, really. So yeah. I'm going to go 4-2 St. Agnes, mate. Right. Well, but I know I spoke to Kimmo on Sunday, mate, at the Vets game, actually. Yeah. Mate, you know, And um, I don't know if he's relishing the trip that much, <laughs> mate. I think he would have preferred it at home, to be honest. So... Yeah, so, you know, I think it'd be a tough one, mate, but I'm going to go 4 2 Aggie, mate. Right, well, mm, it's, we, we clash on different thoughts mm. on this game because I've gone for St. Clear 3 1. 3 1 St. Clear. Um, 
only on the basis that they're at home and um, they're, they're not doing too bad. No, they're going all right, uh, mate, isn't they? Yeah. They're obviously... Um, seventh? Sixth or seventh? Yeah, sixth. Yeah. Sixth with three wins out of five games. Decent. So... Have you seen their own record, though, Dave? No. Did you go into more detail? No, I didn't. Have, have a look. Well, it's Can not... you have a look? Uh, I can. <laughs> it sounds as if yeah. it's not very good. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. They played two and lost two. Yeah, so, yeah. So. <laughs> they played five games. They were their three wins are all away from home. Ah, they? well, you know they've got to start yeah. winning at home at some stage, haven't they? Yeah, so. yeah, that's it, mate. The cups, no, no better time to do it in there. Yeah, is the cup in it? So do it in the cup. St Agnes obviously um, lost last week, didn't they? So yeah, bit of miss Aggie, mate. I think, didn't they this season? Yeah. Had a couple, had a couple oh, of good results. Got, Beat Alston, but yeah. lost to... Lost to Perrinporth, 8-0. Yeah, there yeah. We won't go there. No, no. Right, no. OK. So, so, Dutchy Premier, let's move on quickly. Mm. Dutchy Premier, Gunners Slate against the loss. With you, these, this is mm. a t- first, yeah. or top versus second, isn't top, it? Top two clash, though. So, uh, um, top two, which makes you think uh, perhaps loss with you might have a chance. Is it Maiko? Mm. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. Yeah, you might think Los with will have a chance, but I don't know, Gunnis Lake, um, yeah. they've had uh, <laughs> some whopping <laughs> yeah. wins, haven't they? 14-1 against Holywell yeah. and Cuber and 11-0 against Stoke Crimson. Yeah. I know I it's both, Dave. Uh, sorry, interrupt you, mate. Um, Gunners Lake and Los Widdell have both played Oliwell and Cuba, haven't they? Have they? Because Los Widdell beat them 9-0, didn't ah, they? Ah, yeah, we had that in, as a prediction, that's didn't we? Right. That's right, opening day. Totally wrong. Yeah. So, and they both, so between them, they stuck sort of 23 goals past um, mm, yeah. poor old uh, Oliwell and Cuba, mate. But yeah, Gunners Lake 14-1 and lost with all 9-0. Yeah. Because I did my prediction on that basis, mate. <laughs> um, on that, so... Uh, well, I, uh, I'm going for Gunners Lake 5, lost with all 2. 5-2. I've gone 3-1, Dave. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't think Billy will <laughs> let him... I ain't going to tell Billy he's going to let him 5, mate, so. <laughs> But um, nah, I think they're pretty good at There's home. Going to be goals, yeah, yeah, I think so. Right, and last one this week: Trelawney Premiership, Newlyn Lions versus Stidians. Yeah, Stidians started well, Dave. I think they've won. I think they've got hundred percent record, Dave. Four out of four, four wins out of four. Um, good start to the season, mate. Uh, I think Billy Pellow's still manager, mate. Me, me old manager at Carrick, mate. Billy, so. Mm. He, your top bloke, mate, always gets a good team together. And, you know, he's got some loyal lads that will follow him around, mate. And, um, yeah, I think I'm going to go for Stidians, mate, for an away win. I think I think they went down to Newland non-Athletico last week. They even got a 7-2 or something down there. So they're travelling back to Newland again this week. So um, Newland Lions, mate, good side over the last couple of seasons. But... I'm going to go 4-2, mate, I think. Stidians. I think, yeah. I'm going to go 4-2. OK. Well, I've gone similar. I've actually gone 4-1 Four to one. Stidians. Um, okay, just thinking about that Newlyn, the, the two sides there, Newlyn Lions, who we're talking about, and yeah. Newlyn Non-Atletico, do they play the same place? Yeah, St Clair... Um, oh, there's, there's you know, yeah, it's a college, college like Dave, isn't it? Whatever. Yeah, St Clair Community so College. Or that's going to be a bit of a... Local derby, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a feisty old game. Yeah, yeah, I think it is quite a feisty old game from what I've heard, mate, that one. Yeah. The old Newland derby, mate, yeah. Right, okay. Well, 
technically, I suppose they play in Penzance. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is really, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Never mind, let's, no. not, let's not split hairs. No. Right, so that's predictions. Yeah. Um, what was that, five games? And yeah. uh, what's the score at the moment? It's, uh, uh, I can't remember now. Nah, nah, nah you, you're thrashing me 5-1, mate. Right. 5-1. <laughs> so it's back to the interviews. Two to go, and the first one is um, for two reasons that I thought I'd speak to Marty Cusack. We heard earlier from Newquay's manager, Tony McKellar. Uh, um, just to shoot off from McKellar, I had to get in touch with Tony, actually, to check how you spell his surname, because yeah. various different ways you could, isn't there, McKellar? Yeah, there is. Mate. How there's would a, you spell it? There's a Scottish way and an oh, Irish well, way, Dave. Oh. But I think Tony's... What's is, the difference? Well, I think in Scotland it's just the muck, you know, the MC, and then uh, plenty of muck up there, mate, especially around Glasgow. Mate. But um, no, I think it's just the MC, mate, in Scotland, then it'd be the K, but I think the Irish way is MAC, isn't it? Which is Tony's, I think. Isn't it? Tony's and Irish. Doesn't sound Irish. No, no, I don't, I don't know if there's a, I don't know if he's got a bit, but um, he's. I was, I, the, on the Twitter notice I sent out earlier um, suggesting that. Um, who was on the episode, I actually spelt his surname wrong, so I thought oh, I'd better check with him as to how yeah. you do spell it. So for all those that like to be precise and get things right, yeah. it's M-A-C-K-E-L-L-A-R. A-R, isn't it? Yeah. So that's the yeah. Irish way. Yeah, that'd be the Irish way, Dave, yeah. I might be wrong, someone might correct me, mate, but <laughs> I think I'm right, mate. Okay, so anyway, that was, uh, we had Newquay's manager, Tony McKellar, on earlier, and uh, about that amazing three-all draw between the, yeah. Peppermints and Saltash. What about hearing from the other camp? And so I thought, let's get uh, the Ashes boss, Matty Cusack, on the programme. Firstly about that match, but also obviously about the Vars game coming up with Port Levin. Yeah, I did uh, feel, obviously, when we were 3-0 down, that perhaps that was a day where a 100% record was going to come to an end. Um, at 3-0, I'm not going to lie, I would have taken a point. Um, but at 3-3... And certainly in the ascendancy with seven minutes to play and opportunities to win the game, it did feel like two points dropped come the end. Um, but we weren't good enough for an hour, Dave. And, um, you know, we, we were punished for sloppy errors. Um, that was uncharacteristic of ourselves. Um, but for all of, of our possession, you know, I spoke to the boys half time about having possessions very well, but you've got to do something with it. And we've got to end up having shots on goal. And it actually took us, believe it or not, to the 38th minute before we recorded our first shot at goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that wasn't because we were under pressure it was just because it just kept breaking down that final third time and time again and there were various reasons for that and uh, Nuki came with a game plan to try and sort of disrupt us a little bit um, but we had a number of players that um, were below par on the day uh, up and you know certainly within that first hour and uh, as I said we got punished uh, for two of the three goals from sloppy mistakes um, but for the last half an hour we were much better much like our normal selves and uh, you know, nearly snatched victory in the end but we had to settle for a point yeah, I saw that you made a, a couple changes uh, sort of on the hour mark. D- d- you know, did that make any difference or was it just the, the way the game was going that eventually you were going to get, you know, back into it? Yeah, um, yeah we, we switched shapes slightly. Um, we brought two um, attacking midfielders off and, and, and put two on and switched shapes slightly. And it did have an impact. You know, that was you know nothing that, that I mean, Sam Farrant, who was departing, and, and Reese Thompson, um, where, like many other players on the day, just just didn't really impact the game. 
and and therefore it felt that they were the two that needed to come off. So the two that went on, Sean Cleary and, and Jamie Simmons, um, you know, they they did manage to impact the game and, and help and, and with that sort of comeback uh, within the last 30 minutes. So uh, nothing personal. Sometimes you've got to make changes and uh, when things aren't working. And, and luckily, um, we had an effective response when they went on. Yep, and. I- it would be nice to go the whole season with a 100% record uh, naturally, but sometimes it can be a little bit of a, a heavy weight on the shoulders, can't it, to the players defending that unbeaten yeah. tag? Yeah, and also I think it just gives the opposition an added incentive as well. In a way, as you say, it's nice to get the monkey off our back a little bit. Um, you know, teams, you do feel they're trying extra hard. And, and, you know, speaking with opposition managers, you know, they're often telling me how they've switched shape and they've come up with a new game plan to try and stop us on that particular day. And it did feel like teams are trying extra hard. And when you've got that 100% record, I guess you are there to be shot at. So um, sooner or later, you know, we're not going to perform at the levels that, that we had been all along. And that game was Saturday for us. I mean, it had been coming a little bit against Elberton first half. They managed to nullify us a little bit. Uh, but we were much better second half once we worked out what their game plan was. And then um, against Camelford, we were very good for the first half, but then second half failed to capitalise on opportunities, put the game to bed. And at 2-0 that night, uh, you know, they stayed in the game. Got a dubious couple of penalties, in my opinion, um, but then they would argue the same about the one that we were given. Um, I don't think there was anyone on the ground that felt there were three penalties that night, but the refs saw otherwise. Um, and at 2-1, you know, they had an opportunity to equalise and they missed their penalty. So, you know, that, that could have gone the game before. So, in a way, yeah, it's good to get that monkey off our back um, and also just bring us back down to earth a little bit, keep us a little bit grounded ahead of what's going to be a, a long season with lots of twists and turns. Yeah, lots of twists and turns. But the the league now, if you look at the table, the the West League, um, it is beginning to sort of take shape now, isn't it, after the first seven, eight, nine games? Yeah, and, um, you know, there's lots of sides that that are doing very well. Uh, And I think that although we've beaten them already, St. Austell, obviously, they've won every other game. And Bob in the same, other than losing to Marzal, they've won every game. So, yeah. might as well picked up a couple of wins themselves since the, the draw against Weybridge the other week. So, so yeah, lots of sides are picking up good form and the league is starting to take shape. Um, down around the middle, around the bottom, teams seem to be beating one another, which is quite exciting. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, it's taking shape. Obviously, cup competitions are resulting in some teams playing more games than others. I think we're already behind by a game or two. So, um, it, you know, it, it does bode for a very exciting season. And what would you say about all these people that saying, "Ah, oh, well, there's so many goals going in, you know, it's ruining it." I'm not too sure it's ruining it. I mean, if I was <laughs> if I was paying five pounds, six pounds, whatever it is to go through the gate, I want to see goals. Um, I, I think uh, I think teams are a lot more attacking these days. Um, perhaps there are less clean sheets overall. Um, generally, in football, anyway, teams are a lot more attacking. Um, yes, there is an amalgamation of two leagues. Um, Yes, maybe teams that have had players absent as well, uh, unavailable, which usually happens this time of year, which will certainly impact them. I mean, you know, look at um, our game against Weybridge a few weeks ago where we put nine past them. They then go to Mauzo, who are also reputed to be you know, title contain- t- contenders and they get themselves a draw. So um, I wouldn't say that um, there's loads of goals going in every game. It's certainly not the case. Yes, there have been a few ge- uh, games where that's been... Um, the way it's turned out but I guess that's due to the attacking prowess of most teams these days and the attacking mindsets that most teams have as opposed to just um, of, you know, the standards are all different because as we've seen within the league there have been teams that have been promoted 
that have taken points off of the teams that were supposedly in the high league last year. Mm. And actually, interesting you said there about um, teams are more attack-minded. I mean, even in the Premiership, professional, it, it would almost appear that no one cares about defensive uh, defences anymore. I mean, you're, you're a coach. Um, you must work on defensive play as well as attacking, presumably, in, in uh, training. Yeah, of course we do. And um, but ultimately, the game's about scoring goals. And uh, I think you know there has been a, a shift, and even within our team now, I, I often say to our defenders, you know, it's not good enough really just to be able to defend. Yes, we want that. That's your bread and butter if you're a defender. But actually, we need a contribution when we've got the ball as well. So um, I think that's the mindset of a lot of, of, of teams, um, particularly even at higher levels now. Um, you look at the contributions that that you know that attacking fullbacks making things like that at the very top level. Um, the game has evolved, um, but you know defending is almost like a dying art. So so if you listen to the commentators, that's what they would say. It's it's almost like a dying art, and it shouldn't be forgotten. Um, and we do work on it, obviously, perhaps not as much as the teams at the very top because we only see our players once or twice a week. Um, but but yeah, I think it's just that the way football's gone, really. Mm. Anyway, on to Saturday, FA Vars, uh, and you play. Another peninsula side. Uh, you, you had Albert in the in the previous round. Now you've got Port Eleven. So uh, I guess a little bit disappointing that you're playing someone from the same league, but you've got no choice. No, we've got no choice on this occasion. I mean, I'm actually really looking forward to it because I've not met Port Eleven as, as a manager, and um, I haven't met them for several years as a player before that either. So I'm actually looking forward to it. It does feel like a new team, even though I recognise that they're now in our league and they've had a very good start themselves. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm delighted that we're at home. It is a bit of a way to go down there from where we are. But uh, yeah, it should uh, be a, a good encounter. And as you said, uh, you haven't uh, come across them yet. But as a manager, do you do your homework on the opposition? You know, even at this level, or, or do you not worry too much about the whoever you're playing? Yeah, yeah, always do homework and where possible. Um, either get them watched, uh, watch them myself and we'll touch base with those that perhaps played against them. Um, but, you know, sometimes, as I said earlier, teams change their game plan for Saltash United. So sometimes whatever intel we have can go out the window straight away anyway. <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that, that's often the case. I found that many times last year. You know, brief the boys on what we think we're going to be up against. You get on the pitch and you're up against something completely different. So all you can do is prepare them and then it's up to them to adapt You know, on the pitch uh, once they cross that white line. Of course, the other thing is that you've done your, te- your team talk and... Uh, you go out and concede a goal after two minutes. That that must be a bit of a killer as well. Yeah, and uh, you know, that that's we were in that sort of place last year actually um, for about five or six games. We seem to be conceding them quicker every single game. And uh, you know, as you say, after say five minutes, you one goal down, and you say, right, boys, you know, we'll keep it tight this week. We don't want to concede early. And the next week, you've, you know, it's four minutes, and you one goal down. <laughs> I remember going to Exmouth one game, and uh, this is about the sixth game on the trot, and we're like, they seem to be getting faster. The lads, right, we've got to try, and um, you know, turn the team around if we get kick off. Um, quickly, but they had kick off, and we actually went one nil down after 20 seconds. So, <laughs> so that was our record. But then beyond that, we did manage to pick up again. So, so yeah, you want you want a good start to the game. Um, you know, set the tempo early if you can. Um, but yeah, it, it hasn't been an issue for us Touchwood this year so far. But last year it was certainly an issue um, for about six games. Okay, well thanks, Matt. Everyone available for Saturday, presumably, are they? Yes. Yeah. Um, the only. 
um, disappointment, really, which, which I'm guessing people will find out about around the circuit. Um, Richard Madison, one of our players, has had to call time on his career. Oh. Um, he, he sustained a knee injury in the pre-season up at Columpton, and despite sort of making efforts to strengthen his knee in the in the gym, um, he's got to go for an operation, and he's just had a, you know a second baby with his wife uh, to be. And uh, I think at the age of sort of 30 odd now, he, he said to himself, if he had another serious injury, that would be him done. So he's had to call time on his career, unfortunately. But um, so obviously we're really disappointed about that. We haven't yet seen him this season. But with that, you know, it comes opportunity. And we've got other players within the ranks now um, that, that are going to try and grab that opportunity. You know, young Reese Thompson, Jamie Simmons um, will therefore get more airtime this year, if you will. Um, and it's up to them to, to, to grab that opportunity. But, yeah, really disappointed about Maddie because he was a, a great for us in the, in the role that he played. Um, so thoughts are with him, really. Yeah, well, sorry to hear that, Matt. Um, Richard Madison, uh, as you say, um, you know, shame that anyone's got to hang their boots up. But uh, no doubt, um, you know, Sodash will pay him a, a, a rightful tribute at some stage during the season. Um, well, all we could say is may the best side win, seeing it's two Cornish teams. Absolutely, Dave. Absolutely, Dave. And, and I guess what we'll guarantee is Cornish uh, representation in the next round. Well, that's that's a good thing, isn't it? We've got two ties. You've got St. Blasey against Falmouth and uh, yeah. Sword Ash against Port Levin. So we're, we're and, in and, the and next I, round. Absolutely. And as I said last time, um, I think on the radio somewhere, you know, rivalries aside in the league, I hope the Cornish teams run deep, every single one of them, because I think it's great for the football down here when, when we run deep. It's always a feel-good factor, and it just does go to show you know, what good teams we do have down at this step level of football. So, um, you know, I wish all the teams all the best. Obviously not Port Levin for this Saturday, but <laughs> all the others, um, all the best. OK, thanks, Matt. Cheers, mate. Take care, bye. You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Well, thanks to Matt there for, um, as always... Uh, a good chat. Um, interesting, the, the bits I would pick out from there. Interesting, uh, his thoughts about defences, and uh, you know, I, I firmly believe now. You look at the Premiership, and they don't worry about no. defending, do they anymore? No, I don't. I think you're right, actually. They were, I mean, even even in like the, you know, I watch a lot of European football players, you know, and all like that. And I think I think the onus is on attacking, mm. now, mate. I think a lot of you know, a lot you get a lot of these four three three formations and all now, yeah. Dave, don't you? And you know, I think that they're, they're, they're sort of set up to attack, I think, mate, aren't they? But yeah, I mean I agree with what Matt said though, mate, you know, about about the local football, mate, you know, if you if you want to see goals for your fiver, you know. Yeah. I mean good value for money. It is, yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly like you said, mate, what was it the other week? Is it average of like five and a half yeah. goals a game? So I mean, it must feel like a win for Matt, mate, coming back from 3-0 down, Ooh, doesn't it, yeah. mate? That feels like a win, doesn't it, at, at Newquay, but... I hate to think what Dane was like, wouldn't you? 3-0 cool. down? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I bet he had a sore throat, mate, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, no. So Ash going great, though, aren't they? And, you know, it's good to, good to you know, see... I mean, like, like we were saying before, Dave, you know, we've had some big scores, but there's also been some shock results, you know, like, you know, like Weybridge going to Mosel, say, Dave, you know, and getting a 2-2. Mm. There's been a lot of, like, results we, we haven't expected, mate, haven't there, really? Yeah, so, that's right. horses for courses, mate. Yeah. Shame, and shame about Richard Madison, Dave, isn't it? 30, yeah. You know, retiring at 30 is... That's a shocker no for him, isn't it? No to pack up, but um, I guess, you know, nah. if he's yeah. got a bad injury, you know, it's worth sort of thinking is it yeah, is it worth you. carrying on exactly. sort of thing. But, 
think of your health, Dave, haven't you? Yeah. But uh, unlucky. Yeah. Okay. So uh, final interview for this week. Yeah. And uh, I bet you were thinking I'd missed out on a newbie, weren't you? Yeah, I was thinking, where's the newbie, yeah. Dave? Yeah, you kept up your record, mate, yeah, this season. Yeah. Seventh show, another newbie. That's right. We like to hear from all levels of football if we can, time permitting, because, uh, I mean, we could talk about it every day of the week, to be honest. But um, So we're going to introduce you to Andy Eyre. Now, I've spoken to him a couple of times for the magazine, more than the podcast, mm. and he is Mr Football when it comes to Gerrans and St Mauls United. He's a former St Mauls connection rather than Gerrans, but... Um, He's been there a long time. He went to Wendron last season to sort of get the drift as to how yeah. senior clubs operate. So it's he's good, mate, he's learning. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Forward but he's thinking. back to uh, back to Gerrans now, and uh, he's joint manager along with Matt Henderson. And um, so this is our newbie for the week. Well, welcome to the uh, Rapper and Dick's Friday Fix, Andy. Now, you're manager of Gerrans and St Moors United, aren't you? So tell us, uh, how's your first season as senior football going? That's correct. Um, so far in senior football, we've played four games. Uh, we haven't been successful in our first three. But lots of learning points to take for Matt and myself, who, who run the team together at, at uh, GSM. And... I think player availability came into it a bit during uh, August. I think most teams sometimes struggle with the cricket season and sailing. Uh, that's been the, the case for us too. But last Saturday, we managed to record our first win against Lou. Yeah, I was going to say that you won 1-0 uh, against uh, Lou. Was it as tight as it sounds or not? Yeah, very tight. Lou had... Uh, they were a very good side that, that came down. They created a lot of opportunities. But we, we met a lot earlier than our normal meet time to go through a few things. Uh, we set up correctly, I think, for the first half and then the second half. Then we learnt from anything from, from them in the first half and just defended from from the back then and just tried to retain the ball as much as we could. Right. Uh, looking at your, your record so far, I mean, goals seem to be um, the, the problem as such, don't they? You're not scoring many. No, we're not. And I think that's been the case of uh, maybe not having... Our, our strikers available for the first or at least the, the second and third games of the season and our goalkeepers being away as well but our standing keepers that have come in have been outstanding as well so it's something that we have, have noticed it's something that we're working on the training grounds and it's one of the reasons we met early again last Saturday Now when you say early so what sort of time I mean what because East Corn will kick off a bit earlier don't they what, what time's kick off normally on a Saturday uh, kick off's half two half two so, so what... we usually arrive about an hour and 15 minutes early but we thought we'll try and get an hour and a half early right. just so we could have a good 20 minutes going through um, a, f a few bits and pieces regarding our setup and our kind of system of play as you could say so you reckon that sort of paid off um so you're going to do that every saturday or what probably not i don't think the, the players were that, <laughs> that keen to arrive that early but we managed to throw in a breakfast for them down um down the uh our, 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 down the pub after before i'm sorry and um, it just got a chance to get all the lads together and just to go through it all and um, in a different setting other to the football pitch. Right. And you mentioned it's a joint manager set up there at Gerrans. I mean, uh, yes, right. So are you both sort of on the touchline in the in the dugout area, sort of giving it stick, or how does it work? Everything's fifty-fifty with myself and Matt. So um, we get together uh, midweek to discuss how we're going to approach the next game. 
once we know what squad we have available, we then get together again probably the day before to, to plan our plan our starting eleven. And then when it comes to match days, we kind of split it with the warm-up split. So Matt will go off with the goalkeeper and I'll stick with the outfield players. And then inside the change room, it's very much, again, a 50-50. So we make sure we know what we're going to be saying before, so there's no cross-wires. And then really on the sideline, again, it's it's a bit of, it's probably both voices too. Right. And I suppose we ought to give Matt a surname, really. Yeah, Matt Henderson. <laughs> right, OK. Um, now, you're talking about it in a change room. Now, what is that I saw on Twitter a, a few weeks ago about, you know, the disco mode changing room? <laughs> Oh, you've got to have it. It's brilliant. Um, so we've got disco mode in our changing rooms where it went, I wouldn't say it went viral, but we got a lot of messages from other football clubs. The tweet <laughs> um, got an awful lot of likes and uh, we got a lot of messages from players from other clubs, which is brilliant. Um, we just thought it, the change rooms is quite dark, so we put some lighting just to light up the walls to make it brighter. And then when I saw that these lights could have like... Um, a disco mode too I thought we had to have them so now it's giving more ideas now to I, I won't lie Dave I want to put a mirror ball in the changing rooms <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it sounds more like Strictly Come Dancing in a football club <laughs> well we used them for the first time on, on Saturday and it worked so you never know we could be doing the the rumba before we go out and uh, play our, our next game alright uh, ok and of course uh, this Saturday you're in the Cornwall Senior Cup now yep. that's another history making fixture for the club Definitely. Very excited. Excited, so we, right. Yeah, we played a Luggan pre-season for, um, for a game for a friend of both of ours to celebrate his 65th birthday. And we had a, a fantastic occasion that day. It's going to be completely different, I, I, I believe, on the Saturday. We could be more excited for it. We've got um, a good squad ready to go on Saturday. We're looking forward to welcoming Luggan to Hawartha Park again. Um, we just hope that we can give them, you know, a very good game on the day and be lucky to come away with a win and be in the next round of the uh, Senior Cup. And who, who do, you, do you fancy, uh, if, you, if you win, do you fancy the likes of a Saltash or a St Allstor? You know, who would you fancy in the next round to get them on, on your park? It would be nice to go away to one of the, the bigger teams. Go away? Why don't you want them yeah. at home? It would be nice to go to away to, you know, a, a bigger facility for the lads. Um, I'll say here now, Wendron's a great facility to go and play, maybe. Oh, you've been uh, there. Be you were nice. there last season. You don't want to go there again. <laughs> I know, but the facilities there is incredible, so I would love it. Um, so, will be nice down the road uh, to get to go and uh, to, to see what some of the you know the bigger teams in the in the southwest are like. That would be great. But it's also be nice to, to I say, have a run in the Senior Cup. Yeah. Well, we'll keep Easter Monday free, won't you? Oh, I like to think so. <laughs> well, we wish you the best of luck, uh, Andy, and uh, big things happening down there at uh, Gerrans and St. Wall's United and uh, yep. and a, an additional pitch as well. For the, you, you yeah, know. so, yeah, we started our first youth uh, matches last Saturday. Our under-8s played against Probus in a, in a Roseland derby, which was, was brilliant. We had a really good crowd there of, of players and parents watching. And they've got Bobman um, coming this Saturday to, to play them. And then they're under nines, sorry, under 11s will start in two weeks' time. Right. Well, I know you're a very busy man at uh, running the football club there. And uh, how many helpers have you got there, do you reckon? Uh, I'd say we've got a good 10 to 15 people now involved with the club. That's fundraising, helping to maintain the pitches, helping to, to run the teams, to coach, the, coach our teams as well. And we've also got our adult flexi team that start next Monday, um, at Cullywood College. Great stuff. Well done and keep it up. 
Thank you very much, Dave. Nice to speak to you. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast. Thanks to Andy there. And uh, we've got to go there, haven't we, Rapper, yeah, just to yeah. see this oh. this disco mode in the changing room. I mean, yeah, what's all that about? Fantastic, Dave. Dave, man, definitely up for that trip, mate. Whenever you're ready, mate. I, I used to be the DJ, mate. You know, in the dressing room <laughs> with the old uh, with the old dance music, mate, in uh, Nuki and uh, Falmouth, mate. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, definitely up for that trip, mate. A proper a proper disc. I think Andy said he's getting a disco ball and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's right? glitter ball. Yeah, 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 glitter ball. That's right. I have to wear me white John Travolta suit. <laughs> John revolting <laughs> for that, mate. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and warming up to the rumba and such like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But back to the football. I mean, um, I was surprised actually when I asked him about the senior cup and if if they you know should they beat a lugging on. Saturday, uh, tough. One, I man. thought they'd won a home tie, you know, and get yeah, get yeah. the opposition to to their place, but obviously not. No, no, don't sound like it, mate. And he's, um, yeah, I mean, tough, tough one, mate, isn't it? A lugging for them, mate, isn't it? But it sounds like it got a great setup there, mate, doesn't it? With you know the sort of youth teams and yeah, it's growing, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's right, mate. Yeah, oh, he's they're sort of out there in the social media and that as well, aren't they pushing the club? Yeah, forward. So, congratulations to him, mate. Really. Yeah. Right. So, that's it. Yeah. No, we're not quite out of time because I'm, I've got to ask you, where are you going this weekend? Are you going anywhere? Because you're working. Who are Penryn playing? Yeah, they're away actually, mate. Oh. To Perranwell in the Senior Cup. Oh right. But, um, but it's a mother-in-law's birthday, mate, this weekend. So uh, we're actually going to the Norway Inn for tea. So um, so we are actually managing to to get the match in, mate, because it's a two o'clock kickoff, obviously, for senior cup games. So uh, just to remind so you everyone, get a game in, get a game get, in, get celebrate tea. your mother-in-law's birthday. So if she was here a moment ago. Yeah, I don't know where she's, she's gone, gone now. She's, she's gone. hiding again. But uh, <laughs> but so happy birthday, Viv, in advance, um, and then you go to work. That's it, Dave. Yeah, that's basically it, really, mate. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean, Saturday night. I know, oh, cool. yeah, it's, it's crazy, Dave. It's crazy, mate. Right, long old day that's going to be, mate. <laughs> so, uh, so you're taking in Penryn at Paranwell Senior yeah. Cup. Yeah, they've um, already played there in the league, Dave, and won four 0 midweek. So you know, it's a tough old fixture, I think, mate. Paranwell away, yeah. you know, to go there again so soon, mate. You, you have know? to. So soon, is he? Like Vidal is, mate. Yeah, he's a good player, that Vidal, mate. <laughs> I was going to say, you're yeah, going to have to get, an, winger, get an interview with Reese. Yeah, yeah, could do, mate, can I? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll have a word with Reese, mate, yeah. I'll, I mean, it's not going to be up to your standard, Dave, is it, an interview, but... But, no, um, but no he's Get him still... on, because we got Charlie Young on this season, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we were... We, talking about him We were talking most about of last both, season. We, yeah. Now, Phil Reese was last season. Yeah. You've asked, you found out how old he is. That's right, 43. Well, mate, that's, still going strong. He Sorry, did, mate. He did so. text me and say, don't mention my age. Uh, yeah, he did, mate. So. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I better sit in the car Saturday. <laughs> the next step is to actually get him on the programme. Yeah. So there you go. That's your challenge right, mate. for this weekend. I'll see um, if I can think of a few questions for recently. Yeah. So... Whilst you're there, Senior Cup, I might go a little bit higher yeah, level of football. FA Vaz, yeah. I think. And uh, blame you, probably because I saw Porto Evan in the first stage of, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the first qualifying round, I thought I'll stick with Porto Evan. Yeah. And they're up at Saltash. So, um, 
Crikey. Which is okay because it means that a Cornish club yeah, goes through Cornish so club I can stay through. with a Cornish club for the next yeah, round. Yeah, but, um, yeah I, like, I like your thinking, mate. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. but it should be a good game. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Port have done well, mate, haven't they? They've sort of exceeded a lot of expectations, I yeah, think. Yeah, playing some nice football. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spoke to Blakey quite a lot last season, Dave, you know, with uh, when he was manager of Alston Combo and that. and um, yeah, he knows his stuff, mate, Blakey. Good player in his day, so doing a good job with Tomo there at Port, Dave. But I think so Ash might be a tall order, mate, don't you? But but best of luck to him, mate. Yeah. To, well, all the Cornish sides in the Vans, mate. Best of luck and hopefully get, you know, more more through than not. Hopefully. So some heavy cup football, isn't it? With Vans, Senior yeah, Cup. big football weekend in the county, That's mate. Right. Big cup football weekend, mate, yeah. yeah. OK, good yeah. luck to everyone, I say. Yes, Dave, yeah. Um, right, so that's it. We're out of time. We yeah. really are out of time now. Go quick, Dave. Your chilli. Yeah, I've done you a nice chilli, mate. Hopefully you like it, Dave. Yeah. So if yeah. Uh, if I'm not around Saturday, we'll know why. Yeah. yeah. But, um... I have gone big on the chilli powder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Mate, literally. All right. No, no, so... Hope you enjoy it, mate. Okay. Well, we hope everyone's enjoyed this episode. It's uh, Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix podcast um messages on facebook uh, um, we'll get back to gary palmer at some stage and see whether we can do a, a program without uh, that <laughs> word um uh tweet us with your you know suggestions rappers on holiday soon so if anyone's yeah. out there thinks they can do better yeah you know now's your chance <laughs> for the moment for me it's goodbye cheers everyone good luck weekend the place where legends are born Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish Soccer Podcast.